listen, if I fart in a bathroom stall, if I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I have a body. It does shit. I can't help it. It just is what it is. Also, guess what? It's real good looking sometimes. And it can do real sexy stuff too. But like it can make people feel good. Some but, people might think your farts are sexy. No, I don't know. That's, I don't think so. I think they're pretty horrific. <laughs> I don't know why we are even doing this podcast today. It doesn't feel like, you know what I mean? Because it's just like the world is, it's just a disaster. So <laughs> it I, is a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So but and, I mean, and maybe, like, maybe that's what? the best time to do this podcast. Sure. I mean, one might argue, I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because if we're feeling like the world is a disaster, I'm sure everyone is feeling that way. Casey almost died last night. What? How did you almost die? Did you see my Instagram stories? No, you didn't because you didn't have time because you've been doing other things. Um, yeah, I guess I must have missed it. I saw that I saw Gina ate something on the street. That was but that was like two days ago. Four hours ago. Yeah, that was like two days ago. Okay. I don't know. Just a different lifetime. So many things have changed. I I mean, so many things have happened. What happened? I I don't even understand where to start. Should we? I mean, I don't know where to start. Just start, just start wherever you can. Um, yesterday was the ACLU, the big ACLU benefit, the sing out for freedom. Yes. There were incredible people performing. Um, Patty Smith. Amazing. I, I, I presented Patty Smith with her honor. That's very cool. I like gave a speech to Patty Smith and it was wild like that's insane like yeah that's actually like a, a once in a lifetime moment correct it was like surreal <laughs> and um i was you know i have had agreed to host this event many 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 moons ago like over the summer yeah yeah and originally um Renee was going to be able to co-host with me. Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yes. Um, and then she had a con- like a conflict. Okay. But this was like a month, two months ago. I knew this. Right. And then I was thinking about my fr- our friend Sarah Jones. Right. Who who's coming on the podcast. Who's yes, coming on yeah. the podcast and has uh, her incredible film that is out now streaming and is in limited theaters called Sell by Date. Which, guys, maybe you want to watch before uh, she's a guest on our podcast in a couple weeks. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, it's on. It's streaming already, I believe. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I think it is. Um, I am too. I've seen, I saw her theater, her live show when we were doing uh, Busy Tonight. And she's actually like a fucking certified damn genius. So, <laughs> uh, so I sort of like begged her. I knew she was going to be in town for her movie stuff. And um, I kind of asked if there was any way she would agree to co-host with me just because it's like kind of, it was like kind of a big benefit, you know? And I just, it's just, it's a lot. And also like, you know, I just want, I I wanted to do it with a friend, honestly. Yeah, of course. and And she's so funny and great and whatever. But so yesterday was the day of, the thing and 
I was working in Atlanta last week. Oh, and I got food poisoning. Did I tell you about the food poisoning situation? No, no. I don't know about the food poisoning. No, because the food poisoning happened after I did the podcast last week. I went to dinner with a friend of mine, Crystal, um, who was in town. And, uh, and I ordered something I never fucking order. And it's so weird. I ordered a rare tuna burger. Okay. Why did I do this? We don't know. We make <laughs> we make choices every in the moment. moment. A, every moment is a choice. Yeah, I made the choice. I ate three fourths of the rare tuna burger. Sure. And then at like three in the morning, I woke up and it was horrible pain. Like I had terrible pain. Right. And, um, you know, I like, as we've said before on this podcast, we could have made a t-shirt of it. Like I can diarrhea with the best of them. (laughs) Um, but this was like, I was like burping and uh, like, I wasn't going to, it was weird. Like I, I felt like I'm like, I'm not going to throw up. Like I knew I wasn't going to throw up, right? but I just kept like burping. Yeah. Like belching like in the most disgusting way like and then tuna poison it I was poisoned and then I started getting diarrhea that was like not like I not like my IBS which like I can ha- I can like I've always been able to you hit. know you, that's the enemy. I know how you to know. do it yeah I know it's the that's yeah the devil I know it this was like just turning a faucet on and off like in such a horrifying way like I was so sick all night and then I was leaving to go work um, in Atlanta the next day. You yeah. Know? Oh, it was great so, to get on a plane with sure. um, with liquid diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. And uh, and like, bur- like bur- burping like I'm like Robert Durst. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like I'm guilty of murder and I'm like just belching. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> and I felt so sick. And so I like barely ate. On Tuesday, I had, I bought, I went to Whole Foods. Well, I didn't really eat during the day. Sure. I had some crackers. Sure. And then, um, and then when I, and this is controversial. I'm not going to lie. I made choices. I have made, I have made, a, my <laughs> life has been a series of choices, you know? Yeah. And they, they lead me to the places where I end up. And like, I'm the one that has to deal with that. So, all of this led to me almost dying, but then thank God, light team fucking swooped in. Okay, so I my flight was delayed. I had to go to a wardrobe fitting immediately, which I was like, my belly was like distended from bloat, right, you know? Right. And like, yeah. it wasn't like from the kind of thing where- gases. Yeah, from the toxic tuna gases. Yeah. And it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the kind of thing where you're like, ooh, I like- had diarrhea. So like, I look thin. Like that's also, by the no. way, just a myth. Like it it's doesn't, not tr- it's diarrhea not true. like nearly always means that your guts are swollen in yes. some way in my so, experience. Yes. So anyway, I had to go to my wardrobe fitting, which like, you know, is never your favorite moment if you're not feeling great anyway. Like, right. You don't want to um, shit an outfit you don't own. T- for real. I mean, I was wearing like white shorts in one of my scenes. I'm like, well, Fingers crossed, guys. Anyway, uh, but I was like feeling kind of, I had taken like Pepto-Bismol and Tums and stuff, you know? Yeah. So I was feeling like, I was feeling better. And um, 
And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to a Whole Foods on my way back to the hotel. And I had like checked into this hotel that they had me in, but I didn't even like go into the room because I just was like, I had to go to the wardrobe fitting that I was late for because my flight was like two hours delayed. Okay. So it's like 7 p.m. And the Whole Foods is like next to the original Houston's restaurant, like the very first one, the OG Houston's. Oh, wow. I love that. I would love to go there. Well, I did. Day after food poisoning. (laughs) I know. I know. But I was just like, I can do this. You know, fries and... um, Right. Fries and a veggie burger feels safe. Yeah. Even like maybe it would help. That's what it did feel. It felt like it was like bread and like... It felt like it was going to help. It didn't (laughs) hurt is what I'm going to say. It really didn't. Okay. It It felt okay. Um... But then, yeah, like four in the morning, woke up and was like, oh boy, here we go again. So then it was like, but then I was like, okay, during the day. So for the last, literally, it didn't happen last night. But if I'm being honest, I didn't eat. Right, right. Last night because I was at, I had to go to the ACLU benefit at, 3 p.m. to do like sound check and run through everything. And then uh, I had to stay there to do my hair and makeup because it was too hard to get back to like my house and get back. And um, so all I really ate was like this little piddly muffin that I brought with me. Okay. I had lunch. I had had chickens. I had chicken soup for lunch. Okay. And then I didn't have anything. So, but the night before, again, I woke up at four in the morning, so much pain, faucet, diarrhea. So anyway, that's been like a journey. So I flew. So, oh, also then, and like, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm What I'm about to say is so, I'm sorry. Anyway, I couldn't stay in the hotel that they had put me in. Right. In I did Atlanta. see that. I did see that. Listen, I, it's not for me. It's not for her. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I'm not trying, I just, it's not that conditions even need to be perfect, but they just can't be disgusting, you know? Right, right. And it was like, gr- like kind of gross. And, okay. um, and I was just not, not, and also like randomly, I was like put in a bed with like two full beds in, put in a room not a bed. I was put in a room with two full beds instead oh, of like right. one instead of yeah king bed. And like, it was just, it was janky. I just was yeah. not in the mood. I couldn't do it. All right. So I went to work and had a really great day working with Sophia from single drunk female. What's her last name? Sophia. I don't want to say the wrong last name because I feel like I'm going to. Um, Sophia Black Delia. Oh, it is black. I was going to say Sophia Black. And then I was like, that can't be right. That sounds like not right. But it is. Sophia Black Delia. She's adorable. She's so good. And we had a really great time working together. And so when I wrapped work, I like... Wait, can I ask one question? Yes. Did you get to do a scene with Ali Sheedy or no? No, but we okay. uh, did a table read on oh, the good. same okay. Zoom. That's exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, she, yes, it was exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. There's also like 
a spoiler alert, there's also an exciting Breakfast Club reunion on the show this year. I don't okay. know if they've promoted it yet, so I don't want to say All anything right. else. Okay. Say no more. But I think it's okay that I'm. no one asked me to sign an NDA. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. All right. So um, anyway, no, most of my stuff is just with Sophia. And then um, I had some stuff with Rebecca... Oh my God, why am I blinking on Whose her last, last name? Whose last name I also can't remember. She's married to Leslie Headland. She's, she plays the sponsor on the show. Oh my God. You Rebecca God. Henderson? Yep, Rebecca Henderson. You know who she is. She's an actress. Um. Anyway, so I booked it back to gross hotel number one. Oh, because by the time I got back to my hotel after Houston's. Yeah. Which, by the way, I sat at the bar. And because I was just me, I waited like an, it was like packed. Yeah. Houston's is always packed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I waited, no matter. Yeah. No, no matter. I waited for like an hour. I sat by myself at the bar. These ladies across from me recognized me and they were really cute. This one lady was like, oh my God, I knew it. Like they just (laughs) said my name loudly or something. Like, and I was like, looked up and then she was like, I told you. And they were just really cute and funny. And they like just clearly had like one Cosmo and were like having a great time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they were just adorbs. Um, So shout out to those ladies. And I was sitting next to this nice guy who seemed like... um, like a wealthy um, Southern gentleman. And I truly, <laughs> and I truly at some point, you know, we're sitting next to each other eating. Yeah. Single, pe- like singles. Like he's yeah. wearing a wedding ring, whatever. I eat, I'm not saying like we're single people. I'm just yeah, saying we just were like- chatting. Yeah, you were, right. you were both on your own. Right. And so there, that's a better way of saying it. Um, So I just was like, well, fuck it. What do I care? So I'm like, you're voting for Stacey Abrams, right? <laughs> And Raphael Warnock, because, I mean, it's crazy. You can't, listen, I mean, I'm sure, you know, tax breaks are a thing, but, like, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> These people are fucking crazy out here. Oh, my God. Why not just go for it? What do yeah, I just care? just go for it. I just went for it. He was, like, noncommittal. <laughs> I will say he was, like, he was, like, it's always a fucking mess. He literally was like, it's always a fucking mess here. And I was like, yeah, but this is a particular mess. I mean, yeah. you know, the rights of people being stripped away. And I, it's not great. You know, you got to yeah. kind of think about that and what you're saying with your vote, you know, especially yeah. if you have kids. Yeah. Anyway, it seems like I couldn't tell. Okay. All right. But it's but it honestly, but it didn't matter because at least I got to say what I wanted to say. You said what you wanted to say. Which is just like in a nice, in a nice way on in that third place. Right. You know, right. Houston's yeah. in the that third, third place. place. Yeah. In my third place with someone who maybe, I don't know, was like just gonna vote how he always voted. And I just was like, so let's what just you talk to about say. it. Yeah. Yeah. I just was yeah. like, it's just, you know. It's it's difficult that the you know you can't vote you can't vote to be fiscally conservative because um, at this point like that you know the Republican Party has been co opted by extremists. It's so not great. Yeah. Good what are you, you gonna you know? Anyway, it was fine. He was like he, 
then he started talking about the Fed, and I was like, I don't understand what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but he was very nice. So then I go back to the hotel. It's super late. The guys that were working downstairs were really nice because I was like, guys, this has two beds in it. And they like, and there's no bathtub, which was my always my big thing, especially yeah. with the stomach yeah. feeling as it did. I bought a giant bag of Epsom salts. <laughs> totally as usual. No use, no use for it. Yeah. yeah. There's not a fucking bathtub to be had anywhere in the goddamn yeah. city. Um, they sent me on a wild goose chase to other rooms to look for a bath. Bath None of them had it. Yeah. No, it was mm. insane. And finally, I feel like, I like that's you know the what? kind of thing that they should know, maybe, I, but I don't understand. Nobody does. Anyway, I'm like, Great. Guys, I am just going to stay in this room tonight. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was late. I was tired. I went to bed and I was just like, I'm not staying here. This is yeah. not happening. So I switched hotels after work. The new hotel was nice. No bathtub. The guy was like, we have one room with a bathtub. I was like, what is happening? It's so weird. Well, I think, I think, and people can correct me if I'm wrong. I think most hotels don't uh, have bathtubs for a few reasons now. I think most hotels are switching out their bathtubs. I think that showers are more. Guys, I'm talking about a separate. I'm not talking about a shower tub. Yes, we're no. talking about a separate tub. Yes, and a shower. Right, but I think it's like a. I think it's like a thing where. If it's you had money. a separate shower and a tub, then I think it still would be ADA compliant. But I feel like the existence of a tub maybe makes it harder to advertise it as that. I'm not 100% sure. But also, second, I have to think that tubs are a big liability for hotels. Because if someone, you know, people have accidents in getting in and out of tubs, as you well know, mm -hmm. because I almost killed myself getting into the beautiful tub at your birthday celebration in Mexico. I remember now. Um, shout out to Dr. Seema for talking me through that one. But, um, of course, I didn't sue the hotel because it was 100%. Well, no, no, I mean, listen, it was a beautiful resort that your birthday uh, celebration was at, but it was one of those rooms where there was a shower that sort of just showered onto the entire bathroom floor. And I did slip on the wet bathroom floor getting into the beautiful tub. And that is how I um, almost broke my own leg off. So uh, so I think it's got to be kind of like if I had hit my head and died, that would have been a real damper on the birthday party for me. Um. And it very I, easily I, could have happened. I think it would have ruined the party for me. <laughs> I I would have hoped that you would still have the party, but maybe have like are a you moment kidding? of silence for me. <laughs> There's no fucking way I would still have the party. Are you out of your mind? I mean, What's wrong with everybody you? Everybody was already there in Mexico and there was like... So cater what? What, did we turn it into a funeral? Casey, what are you talking about? Well, I would want my funeral to be that fun of a party. Can I tell you something? I do... Josh Myers, this is like fucking 20 years ago now. Maybe like 17 years ago, actually. Um... Because Mark and I had just started dating. I don't fucking know. Anyway, the point is, Mark and I were dating. Yeah. Or married. Or who knows. Friends. But there was a wedding of one of his friends in Mexico that I didn't go to. We were just dating. I know, yeah. it, I know it now for sure. We were just dating. <laughs> um, that I didn't go to with him, even though I was invited. But I yeah. went to see Michelle instead 
because it was Matilda's first birthday. Whoa, she really pulled that out. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so 16 years ago. Um, This week? Yeah, 16 years ago this week. Wow, weird. 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 Huh. Mark went to Mexico for a wedding with a bunch of friends. Josh Myers was there. Josh and some people, Mark didn't go, went on. Josh Myers, zip- we should say, is Seth Myers' brother. He's Seth Myers' brother, but he's also like, he's, he's an actor like his and own, a yeah, writer yeah, yeah. And, and a friend of mine. Yeah. We, we can also just say he's a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a friend of ours. Yeah. And he's like in and, our like yeah. friend circle for many years. Yeah. Um, so he and some people, they were in, I think they were in, it was Zihuatanejo that they were in. Okay. And he and some people in the wedding party went ziplining. You're going to die. This is insane. His zipline mm. fucking broke. He mm. fell in the jungle like he like fell like 50 feet. Like no. he broke both his legs. Oh my god. Yeah. At this fucking wedding in Mexico. Oh my god. And uh they still had the wedding. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Obviously, like, he didn't. He didn't. He survived, but holy well, shit, he survived. Can I? It just was say- like crazy, and they had to like re-break his legs. Oh my legs god. in the United States because they had. He been has like, really set. long legs, so they must have really broke. You know, they what really I mean? broke. Like he like, crumpled. Yeah, but like there are insane pictures of him like in a wheelchair with like two giant bandages and just like hepped up on. All oh kinds of God. pain drugs. But like, can I say literally credit to Josh Myers because I've met him a number of times and he has never told me this story. And if it had happened to me, I would open every conversation with a new friend with, with this story. It is kind of wild. It is like a wild fucking story. You're right. <laughs> I know another guy who he was like my friend from college's cousin. And he was like kind of always around because he lived near us in Playa del Rey. Yeah. And he had saved up for this like European vacation for himself when he graduated from college. Okay. So this is like the saddest. And it was like this, like he had like, he had like picked some kind of tour, like bus tour, vacation thing, whatever. And he was in, I think, Italy or Spain and was on this bridge and it collapsed. Oh my and gosh. Was, and he was on it and he like broke both arms. He broke both arms. That was the, <gasps> he broke both of his arms, but he survived. Oh God. But it was like a story. Like it was like you could find it in the news because yeah. it was like a pedestrian, like touristy air, you know, bridge. Right. That just like crumpled. Right. Crumbled. Right. And he, with him on it and uh, other people too. I don't think anyone died, but I. Right. But he was like really, he was really, really injured. Um, but he was fine. He ended up being fine. So this is all to say, if you had died at my birthday, yeah, I one hundred percent would have canceled my fucking birthday. <laughs> like it's so stupid. But if you had just like broken a leg, yeah. Party would have gone on. I would have been at the party. I mean, I was at the party, and I felt like I, I had, in fact, broken my leg. But I just sucked it up. I don't even think I really told Matt how badly I hurt myself. Mm. I don't. I think I only told Seema. I I was like Seema. I I've told this on the podcast before. Seema, I bumped my leg really hard getting into 
a bathtub in Mexico. It's now like I have like a hard lump on the inside of my leg. It's like the size of an avocado and it's the worst black and blue I've ever had. And uh, she made me send her pictures and she was like delighted and it was disgusting. But she was like, you're going to live, girl. But Um, well, you did. And thank God for that. (laughs) Green pan, green pan. Everybody loves their green pan. It's true. I remember when I sort of found out that like nonstick pans and like different pots and pans were giving off toxins and putting it into the food. And then I was like, oh no, (laughs) what do we do then? What do we use? This is why I was thrilled to discover Green Pan. They created a new alternative without forever chemicals. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware. They have over 150 patents to prove it. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. And then here's the other thing that I'm just going to say. It's adorable. It's cute. cute. They've got cute colors. They're, it looks super cute to cook with it. Yeah. Um, I've been cooking a lot at home using my green pans. I got a full set. Same. And by the way, they're really sturdy because my guys, they don't care if anything is cute. You know, they're just going to use the heck out of something. And they've been using the heck out of these beautiful yellow, sunny green pans that I have. And they still look brand new. And mine are blue. Yes. I have like the navy ones and they're so cute. And I feel like, honestly, a little preppy. I feel like they're a little preppy. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, my pans are preppy, but I love I love them so much. Give your kitchen a little refresh. I also truly believe this is such a great Christmas gift for like a sibling, adult siblings. It or, really or like, is. It's a great wedding present. Yes. It's a great like gift for someone you love a lot. And Green Pan also owns their own factory. So other companies are making cheap products, cheap materials, because, you know, that's what people it's do cheaper. now. Green Pan makes sure their products live up to their standards and they're doing everything they can to keep our world green. They use recycled aluminum in all of their products and they have 50 employees dedicated to quality control. Yeah. So remember, healthy cooking is about more than just the food you make. It's the products that you cook into. Right now, Green Pan has an exclusive offer for doing her best listeners. If you go to greenpan.us and use promo code BEST, you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on on orders over $99. So whether you buy one pan or a whole set, you're going to get 30% off. It's a good deal. So head to greenpan.us and use our promo code BEST. Fly by Jing. We love you so much. (laughs) That was perfectly jazzy. Fly by Jing is like it's perfectly jazzy. It's perfectly jazzy. It's my favorite food jazz. It's, oh my God, it is fucking food jazz. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. Fly by Jang, if you guys haven't gone into it yet, is the first modern Chinese food company in America that has put spicy chili crisp on the map. And let me tell you something. Now she's there. She's staying. <laughs> If you're bored of food, and I hear people talking about this all the time, like, what do I even, I can't think of one more dinner, I can't think of one more, 
you need to get Fly by Jing and all of their products in your life because we're not just talking like put it on some chicken. Yeah, that's delicious. Put it on some veggies. Great. But I'm also saying like ice cream, watermelon, put it in some cocktails. Well, the watermelon is delicious. Yes. Cocktails. Great idea. Pizza. A hundred percent. You've been telling me about the ice cream. And honestly, I just, I'm going to need you to be there for that. I need you, okay. to, I need you I'll, to do it for me. And I just, I'm, I'm in, I'm into trying. I just need you to do it. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, the triple threat is Fly by Jing's best-selling trio of addictive Szechuan sauces, the Szechuan chili crisp, which is the OG. That's what we're talking about. The Zong sauce and the Mala spice mix. You're going to put them on everything. Again, I'm going to say it. Great gifts. These are yes. great gifts. Yes. Also, guys, you know, we love it. We love to see it. Female founded company. Jing Gao founded the company in 2018, inspired by the amazing flavors of her hometown, Chengdu, and its famous fly restaurants, which are soulful, hole in the wall eateries. So good. They attract diners like flies. Anyway, I'm a big fan. I love it so much. I want you guys to try it and love it so much too. It's like, it's the new thing. You're going to want it in your pantry. It's Are you ready? It's going to bring a spark back to your eyes. I'm telling you. To God. Are you ready to step up your game and elevate your favorite recipes? Get 15% off your entire order at flybyjing.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout. That's F-L-Y-B-Y-J-I-N-G.com slash busy for 15% off your first order. You can also find Fly by Jing in over 2,500 locations across the country, including, but not limited to, Costco, Whole Foods, Target, and Wegmans. Thank you, Fly by Jing. So anyway, back to... Back to food poisoning extravaganza. Yeah. So I'm there. I'm working on Friday. I, I had agreed, you know, to do the thing on Saturday for the vote forward. Yes. Um... And the letter writing to remind people to get to the polls in key races, in key places. And I, uh, and so I was looking at the schedule and I was like, I can get out Friday night. And I'd rather, because I'd rather the alternative was like, I would have to take the first flight back on Saturday morning, which means like waking up at like 4.30 in the morning, no, which thank is just, you. no, thank yeah. you. You're, no, thank you, you. You've been through enough. So I did. They didn't believe me. The the ADs were like, you're not going to make the 930. We're just going to put you on the 1030. By the way, I could have made the 930, just uh, FYI. Of course. Yeah. Of sure. course. I know how to travel. You're you. Yeah. I walk through security. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like, I go, I have all the things that get me to the lines that go the fastest. Anyway. It, I can't pick them. Don't have me pick them. If I pick them, then I'll be waiting for 14 hours. Right. But because I have like clear and I'm TSA pre-check yes, yes. and like in first class because, you know, whatever. Um, Because I'm being flown. Yeah. Anyway. So, but I take the 1030 back. The guy next to me on the plane was really farting. Well, then, I mean, maybe he had bad tuna too. Maybe. Did it feel, make I, you feel more comfortable that you could then like belch tuna belches with abandon? I wasn't having, no, point? no, I wasn't still at that point. Okay. No, I wasn't. But 
that, but then that 4 a.m. I had it again that night, waking up the next morning. It was so weird. It just kept coming back. So then did the volunteering thing, then letter writing. They wrote five, that we wrote 5,000 letters. That's I wrote incredible. I, I wrote, I wrote 10. Well, I'm just going to say. They wrote 4,990 and you wrote 10. There were lots of people there. Yeah. People were just like writing those letters. That's and they, like it some was fun. Hamilton shit. It was. Um, we wrote our way out, guys. So anyway, <laughs> uh, and Zoe Lister-Jones came with me and we like sort of did it together, which was good. Um, and anyway, so that was that. What was Sunday? I don't know. Oh, apple picking. That's what I wanted to tell you. You went apple picking. It was the last, it's like basically the last weekend to apple pick. Birdie really wanted to go. I really wanted to go to the Holland Ridge Farms in New Jersey for the last weekend of flower picking. And I bought tickets to that. And then Birdie shot me down because that was not apple picking. Mm. And that was specifically what she and Bevan had requested to do. Okay. And... I was annoyed, but also like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> also apples and important, the A part of the brat diet, which you probably should have been following at this point. I was, I've, I've basically just been eating crackers and sometimes chicken soups. Okay. All right. Those have those, you know, bananas, I, rice, applesauce, toast. Right. And I think why toast, Yes. And I think why I got sick after my flight that night was because all I did eat for dinner was a bag of Fritos. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fritos are the best snack. I just recently had a long conversation with a new acquaintance about how Fritos are the best snack. They work for PepsiCo, so they were on board, but probably not the best um, dinner. Look at this apple I picked. It looks perfect. It looks like an apple that a um, a Wicked Witch would try to get you to eat. I know. And look at my nails are like Wicked Witch nails. Yeah, you got it going on there. Oh my God, this is so Good. <laughs> this apple is like literally so good. Delicious. But it's not a delicious apple because those are those are so bad. Those taste like nickels, dirty nickels. No, 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 no. This is yeah. like that looks like a Brayburn like apple. It is a Brayburn. I know my apples. I'm from New England. Wow. Apples are a lot better. On the East Coast. They're, it's the uh, one thing. <laughs> it's the one thing that we they're have. They're good on the East Coast, but they're also like a lot more fun than they used to be. There's so many, like, they have so many fun apple varieties that didn't used to be like readily available. That's one, that's the one thing maybe that's good about globalization is that we are more familiar with different apples and we're able to get them. So we're not stuck with old, like, Macintosh, Delicious, and Granny Smith. Those are all fine, except for Delicious Apples are bad. If one person out there likes Delicious Apples, hit me up because I want to talk to you about it. And I want to talk to you about what other foods you like because I want to see if your taste buds are broken. Golden Delicious? Is that what you're talking about? No, Red Delicious. Golden Delicious is slightly better, but it's also like a non-thing. It's like a nothing. Yeah. 
They have a cute shape. That's what this I'll say. This literally, this literally, this apple. Yeah. Literally tastes like what an apple in your mind tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And it looks like it too. This is the best thing I've ever had. I'm so glad I have it right here. <laughs> I just wanted to show it to you because I, I picked. Be, it, oh, and here's a different varietal. Oh, that looks like a, that's a Macintosh, I think, maybe, or a Macowan. No idea. I think so. Um, here's what I was going to say is that the, the, those kids didn't give a fuck about picking apples. They cared about making TikToks. Yeah, And they could have done it, and they could have done it at the flower the farm. Same. They could have done yeah. it at the fucking flower farm, damn it. But instead, now I have three bags of apples. Do you, are you going to make it through them? Well, the, my neighbor here at Casa Kismet, they just had a baby. Oh, okay. So I was thinking about making them an apple pie or like a tart. Oh, nice. This or like, yeah, cute. like a, an apple crisp. That's super easy and an they apple can freeze crisp. it. Yeah. I was going to, I was thinking about making them something with the apples and bringing it over for the little That's baby. That's nice. Um, not for the baby, for them. Yeah. Although if the baby wants it, more power to the baby. Sure. People do that now. They just let their baby start fucking eating whenever they want to eat. Like, it's crazy. I don't even know. I oh mean, when we, I had my baby, it was like, you did this and then you introduced this and then you did that. People are literally like, give the baby a fucking chicken bone and like go to town. Oh my God. Okay. What is it called? It's called baby led eating. Baby led eating or also yeah, like for adults, they call it intuitive eating. I had a friend in college that I hope he doesn't mind if I tell this story. I won't well, You're not him. saying his name. But um, he always used to tell a story about how the doctor told his mom to start feeding him like solid food at six months or something. And she's read it wrong and thought it said six weeks. So she was just like giving him like meat. And other foods, I'm not saying this is uh, has one has anything to do with the other, but that guy's colon basically exploded like when we were in our early 20s and he had to get like a new colon made out of other parts of him. And he's great now. He's super healthy. But I'm like, I'm sure glad I didn't misread the note from my doctor telling me that I should feed my kids meat at six weeks because the, I probably would have done the same exact thing. Well, fingers crossed my colon's not going to explode. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope not. I hope I not. I do too. I hope not too. So anyway, I was like a lot Sunday. And then yeah. Sunday night, I had to do Thrilling Adventure Hour. Right. Which is our friends. Um, if you don't know, if you've never heard of it, Thrilling, Thrilling Adventure Hour is like a show with all these performers. And it's like an old-timey radio show um, that's very, very funny and uh Tons of our friends are on it, and our friends also make it. Our friends Ben and Ben are the the creators and writers and producers. And, um, yeah, it's really funny. You should check it out. Yeah. I'm in the, like, main cast. Yeah. I have been for over a decade. That's how you is, and I know each other, really. Truly. Well, yeah. we met That's first what, because uh, – well, okay. That's what you think. <laughs> like, to me, I know you because of Paul F. Tompkins and – Yes. Yes. And that you worked at um, Best what, Watch What Happens. Best what, No, no, no. Oh, I knew and, that. And then you were on Watch What Happens. Yes. You were also a guest on another show that I worked at briefly, but we didn't. What show? Oh, my God. I don't even know. But I feel like you. Does this help you remember? I feel like you made over like a dresser, like a thrifted dresser on the show. Does this sound familiar at all? No, I don't think I did that. 
It was maybe the show Life in Style. Hosted I don't think by, I made like, over. I don't think Kim- I made over a dresser. I would have been doing. It, for a while, people were making me do like baking shit. I know baking, but I feel like somehow baking translated into like repainting a dresser or something. It was a show with Kamora Lee Simmons and Jules Asner. I'm going to tell you one thing. What? I never did that. I really feel like it was you. No, but it really wasn't because these things are the things that I have the best memory <laughs> it's for. It's true. It's true. You would so, remember if you did. I would for sure. Like, I remember doing like a baking thing for some weird thing, but I think it, I don't think mm. it was, what was that called? Life in what? Style? It might have been Life in Style. It was like these hedgehog cupcakes, like where you make Maybe. it like look like grass and then you put like little hedgehogs on them, Maybe. I think. Who knows? I remember that. Like, I remember doing that at one point. I did like some like weird baking demos for a minute. People were like asking me to do that because of the Yeah, because you were always making like fun cakes for your kids' birthdays. Well, so anyway. Back Thrilling to, adventure, you did. And it was like started at nine at night because everybody's on the West Coast. Right. And <sighs> they were, were recording it for their podcast and or for the Thrilling Adventure podcast. It's a new episode that'll be out soon. I don't know when. This week. Maybe, I don't know. Sometime. And then Monday comes very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's the day of the ACLU thing. And I got a facial in the morning. Great. Which is amazing. And I decided to wear this really fun dress that Stacy Smallwood from Hampton Clothing sent me. Not Stacey Hampton. Stacey Smallwood. Not Stacey Hampton. Although she is in my phone still as Stacey Hampton. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and, but, but the shoes didn't make it to me in time. So then after my facial, I met up with Jen and we tried to, and we got a pair of shoes for me. Yeah. Um, and then I raced back downtown, had to shower real fast because I had also agreed to volunteer at my kid's school that day. Oh, God. Come on. And as I was about – and Blake was waiting in the car, like Blake – like I met Blake at the house and I was like, I'm yeah. going to shower really fast, eat this chicken soup get in the car. You're going to drop me off at the school so I can volunteer. Got a call from one of our favorite babysitters who's a graduate student who's like the best. And she was fully like attacked on the street. Oh God. I know. She's okay. And she was like shoved to the ground and was like shaken up and like kind of a little hurt, but like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, stay there. Blake is going to come get you with my car. And so I sent Blake to do that. So then I like hoofed it to the school. Oh my gosh. To volunteer. Yeah. Because I still, I have to show up, you know, like I've committed to this. And I show up and I'm like just pouring sweat. (laughs) Because, you know, (laughs) I've like jogged there. Poison tuna sweat probably. Poison tuna coming out of my veins. And I'm like, uh, you know, late. But it's whatever. There was a window of time it's to not volunteer. Life it's death. fine. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It's just like anyway. Okay. Do the volunteering thing. 
then get Cricket, hand her off to the traumatized babysitter. Oh, God. Who's doing okay. She's better. Like, you know, and she also was with Gina. And I have to say, because... Gina's very a very calming, calming spirit. Yeah. And so is Cricket, to be honest. Yeah. So anyway, I felt like that was okay because then I had to immediately jump in a car and go to the rehearsal for the ACLU thing. And then my, that was then I was just there. I was at the theater for the rest of the night. The show went over an hour long. So I didn't, like, get out of there until, like, 10.45-ish. Okay. And, uh, wait, but, like, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, oh, my God. I don't even know where to go from here. (laughs) Anyway, I. (laughs) How did you almost die? No, let's get back to the, I want to get back into the ACLU thing first because okay. what it was just crazy. So Sarah and I like had to run through the thing and Eric, this guy, Eric, uh, who was producing it, um, who's like a Broadway guy and he's amazing. Like, I think that the show was just like got way bigger than he had initially the scope of what the show was. Like, I just yeah. mean, there were like so many incredible Kyle Freeman from a strange loop performed um that song like white girls can do anything yeah yeah um which was like tears oh I mean so many incredible Shoshana Bean performed Patti Smith fucking performed amazing which was incredible and you know I got to present her with her fucking lifetime achievement award and activism. And I like literally was like in tears. Um, Like it was just the fucking most special, coolest moment. And so, but it was also like just because of the setup and the stage and like we had never run it. And Sarah Jones does all of these characters and we have the teleprompter. I had assumed they were going to do like a big teleprompter in the back, like and yeah. they had the ones that are like the little shields. Very close. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that the presidents yeah. use. Yeah. Which I used to think when I was a kid was bulletproof glass <laughs> to protect them. It should be. But that's what I thought it was when I was little. <laughs> I don't know if like somehow Ronald Reagan being shot like right. combine in my brain somehow. Right. And I just assumed that anytime I saw somebody speaking with those shields yeah teleprompters I thought that it was I thought it was bulletproof glass like to protect them yeah I mean the person would still have a lot of places to shoot like totally besides that six by eight glass but I was also a child so (laughs) let's just let's just appreciate that yes um magical thinking always with her (laughs) so okay anyway so, so it was just like it was a lot and like complicated and you want to do a good job and it's like a big deal and Sarah and I were like just trying to like make it work and Eric was trying to make it work and there were some things that like turned out in the script that weren't exactly factually correct about the work that the AC well just that it was you know you get they were writing this the script writers were writing the scripts based on information that they sort of, you know, that they had had, but like things change and that's just the way, this is the nature of the thing. 
So, you know, we were like making edits at the last minute and trying to like fix the prompters and doing all this stuff. And then I was trying to get my hair and makeup done and getting my outfit on. And like, uh, I got a coffee and I ate, you know, a muffin. What kind of muffin? It was like a pumpkin-y vibe. Okay. All right. That's what we give our dogs when their stomach doesn't feel good. Yeah. I thought, I thought pumpkin was a good, good call for me. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like that, you know, it was all, it was all happening. They were like, you got to go take pictures. So we went and took pictures and then came back and then like, we're standing backstage and like getting ready for the show to start. And my friend, Jess White, who's the ACLU person who I've always worked with. She's like the, um, like out, like celebrity and famous person, outreach person who like gets people involved, you know? But like when I went, when Ike Barinholtz and I went to Ohio before the last election, Mm -hmm. um, she was the one that like we went with, like she does, you know, she puts together like programs in different places. She's amazing. So she's like, I'm with Padma because Padma was being honored. Oh, nice. Um, Love and Padma. So she, and like, it was at Town Hall, this theater that I've done Thrilling Adventure Hour at before. Yeah, I've been to a wedding there. Um, as well the, as some rock and roll shows. But the backstage of of uh, Town Hall is very like fucking confusing and yeah. weird. And there's just like this like big long area downstairs. That I, it was just like, it was a lot. And there was... Yeah there were so many performers and so many, I mean, it's like the cast of 1776 sang right. and like, like literally, I don't know. It was just wild. And, um, so I was trying to find Jess and, and then like, I'm standing there and all of a sudden Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks walk in, oh. like w- walk up. Rita's like, huh? Tom's like, Biz, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm fucking hosting this. What are you doing? <laughs> and I don't know how it like all had come to fruition, but they, but Tom presented Padma with her honor, oh. which was so amazing. Love it. But it was so funny because we're like crammed backstage at this weird, in this weird way, like yes. right before the show is about to start, I'm like all made up and I had the most insane fucking out of body flashback to being 18 years old in New York at the New York Toy Fair dressed as a Barbie. Right. And the people running in and being like, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are here to see you. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, what, what? And cause like, I obviously, wait, if you've, is the story in my book? Is this in my book? About? About Tom and Rita coming to see me at the Toy Fair? That's a good question. I mostly remember Sharon Stone at the Toy Fair. Right. Well, that was right. before that wasn't the New York Toy Fair. That was in right. Phoenix where in she Phoenix. Yeah. she anointed me. Um yeah. but okay, but so I did the Toy Fair in New York after Colin and I were dating. I right, was in right. college. I wasn't I wasn't on Freaks and Geeks yet. It was right, my freshman right. year of college. Yeah. And Tom and Rita were in New York for the holidays. I don't know why they were in New York. For why something. am I making this up? They were in New York for something. Right. And they like, Colin like called me and he's like, my my pops and Rita want to like come by and see you at Aww. your thing. And I was like, that's insane. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. And I remember being like, I don't know how they would even do that. And then they just were there. Cause like, yeah, of course. they knew how to figure it out because yeah. they're adults. And yeah. 
people they can their yeah people they can have people that out. yeah like I'm right. sure an assistant made a call sure so maybe I didn't tell this story in my book you know Colin and I were dating I had met Tom and Rita and had hung out with their family a bunch we had been yeah, dating for maybe it was like actually like February or March so like Colin and I've been dating longer you know because yeah, we yeah. started dating right when we met basically yeah anyway um because I had stayed with them over Christmas break that's right so mm-hmm. like I had stayed with them for a few days yeah. over Christmas break so like I had spent a good amount of time with them and their family and um but it was the first time that I had ever been in public like right with someone famous like yeah. just truly, I, yes. I had never, and it was really like, even though obviously there was so much of it that was like weird for me as an 18 year old, like what your dad is what, huh? Yeah. yeah. And then meeting him, he, but like he and Rita just made it. So they were so comfortable and they're just fucking parents. You yeah. know what I mean? They're regular people. Yes. Except they're Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Except that then when I was like at this toy fair thing doing the, doing my job and then they show and then they showed up and then all of a sudden I felt that thing. And like, by the way, this is again, so it's probably like spring ninety-eight. This is nineteen ninety-eight. Like, this is the most famous Yeah, he's like at the height version of a thing that you could be. And like it, the crush of people that were just like, couldn't, they were just like, why are they, what's happening, like, you know, and like just trying to get in and like trying to take pictures and there were like all this stuff. And I remember, you know, I've always said my sweating is not like hormonal. I remember I started sweating so fucking hard. <laughs> like I couldn't control my sweat, like it was pouring down my face because I was just like, I've never experienced anything like this. It was so overwhelming. I felt like really like, how did they do this on a daily basis? And by the way, for all of the, wherever my life has taken me and it's been like lovely, I have never in my life experienced just like, on a casual Thursday evening, <laughs> like in the lobby of a building, visiting, you know, like being like all of a sudden the word getting out and then like just hundreds of people showing up right, to see you. Right. Like it was, I mean, that's what it felt like to me. It was probably like 50. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I mean, I was, I well, don't know. No, I was 18. I mean, that was the height of Tom Hanks. It was like, uh, ascension to like being an icon, you know? Right. Yeah. So, and like, and like, re- I remember Rita trying to just like, I remember like this vibe that I was getting, like where she was like, just look at me. Like you're going to be, it's okay. Just, yeah. just talk to me. Just pretend like it's not happening. Just look at me. Yeah. You know, this is back when I was a kid. So all of a sudden, like they're there. I still am friends with them, obviously, because you guys know I'm like super tight with Colin and Sam and like our families are really good friends. And so I've obviously, I've seen Rita and Tom over the years, family events and, uh, you know, a ton of different things. And Rita was on our show and Yeah, Rita was on Busy Tonight. We saw her at 
a play in Pasadena and she was so yeah, nice. Yeah, we hung out. Like, and she's the best because then I saw her at the Oprah thing and she remembered meeting me with you at the play and being on Busy Tonight. And she hugged me and then she um, had COVID a few days later in Greece. But you didn't get it. I didn't get no, it. Not Greece. In, uh, wasn't she in Greece? No, when they she were was in diagnosed? Australia. Oh, Australia. Australia you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, she, that's how magical she is. is she she possibly had COVID and she uh, didn't give it to anyone. Sakara life. <laughs> it's always the same for Sakara, isn't it? Yeah, I love I've been it. Do- I mean, I, I feel like I've been doing the same one for years now. I feel like it's legit. I feel like that is their jingle now. I mean, it probably is, right? <laughs> listen, listen. Feeling your best starts with what you put in your body. I know that. You know that. Mm-hmm. And Sakara helps you not to just live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, but really you get to enjoy it because the meals are very delicious. They're plant-rich and they have functional wellness essentials that build the foundation for radiant health. Listen, now is the time. You get to seek pleasure and abundance in all areas of your life, including what you eat. Um, snacks, supplements, nutrient-dense meals. All of their meals are chef-crafted, but using plant-based, plant-rich ingredients. Um, Sakara is a wellness company, and they are very anchored in the belief that food is medicine. They are on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants, which we love. We love. I mean, to see experts it. are telling us all the time that always, literally, rich and plant-based thing. diets are the way to live. Yes, and yes, it's, it's the future. And so. I'm not saying you got to give up all the meat. You know, I'm not. But like, I love a sakara in my life. I love having the plant-based ingredients boost my energy, make my skin look good, help my digestion get better, curb right. my sugar cravings. It's like honestly all delivered right to your door. It can't it it couldn't get easier if you tried. Also, you don't have to take our word for it because Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and many more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com/busy or enter code busy at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash busy to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash busy. Base, base bags. Everybody says it's about the journey, not the destination base. <laughs> I don't know. That one I went off on a tangent, but You guys have heard us talk about our beautiful luggage. Maybe some of you are thinking that you're going to start traveling up here coming in the next few months because the holidays are upon us. Yeah. And maybe you want to look chic. Yeah. And And maybe you want to be able to bring all your stuff that you you want to bring. Fit it all. While also looking chic. Guess what? Base is for you. Base, it's spelled B E I S. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories that are all designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. You know who knows how to do that? An actress. That's <laughs> what I am saying to you. Better than anyone. Better than anyone. These are, this is like so frequently when I'm like, oh, an actress is p- putting out some product, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. This 
not only do I get, I am like tip of the hat to you. Shay Mitchell. Mitchell. You really thought of everything. Yes. There's 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built in weight indicator. You know, I need that. Yes. There are washable bags for your dirty clothes and all of the interior pockets you need to help keep you organized as you travel. The luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And you know, I'm obsessed with the weekender bag. It is super functional and it even has a place to store your shoes separately, which I very much appreciate because I am a person that understands how disgusting the streets are. Yes. And that your shoes should not be just mingling with your clothing. Yeah. And this isn't part of Shay Mitchell's pitch for base bags, but I just want to point out that the Weekender bag also has a trolley sleeve that goes over it's the perfect. extending it's a handle. Perfect bag. It is for a the perfect rolly bag. bag. And the handle of the rolly bag is enough to support the weight of the Weekender bag on nothing's, it when you're nothing's rolling tipping it. Over. Nothing's, nothing's tipping over. Nothing's tipping over and you nothing's guys, bending or guys, getting messed up. You got to get into this luggage. I'm not even kidding. You it's got so good. You have to. You have to. And you again, makes an incredible gift for someone Ugh, that, you know, is maybe just graduating from school or oh, like... Good, yeah, luggage. I love luggage as a gift. Ugh, because it says gift. you should go places in your life. And you're go- it says you're going and places. And you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash best. So go to B-E-I-S dot com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash best. So anyway, back to last night, just because I'm like trying to set the stage for you. Oh, yeah. by the way, so Sarah and I are like running through all the things and then Eric the producer at the last second is like, and by the way, you are giving the Patty Smith, you are giving Patty Smith oh, her award. Yeah. <laughs> so you are just informed. I was like thrown into it. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And I was just like, what, the, what, what, what? Okay. So then Tom and Rita, and then, the, then it was so weird. Like I literally felt like the same fucking thing happened. All of a sudden there was like a photographer there taking pictures of us. And then there was like all of these people that were kind of like standing to the sides waiting to say hi. And then no fucking joke. I start flop sweating again. Oh God. I like don't even know what to say to you. I just was like, I had a literal out of body experience and I went back to being 18 years old in New York and in New York I'm literally blocks away from where I was (laughs) and the same fucking thing is happening I was not it was deja vu Tom's like we gotta take a picture to send to the kids we gotta take a picture and I was like like it was just so crazy and then I'm just like I'm sorry. I'm just like fucking sweating all over the place. Like I can't. Tom and Rita go back to their seats and they're like, you know what? Thank God Colin didn't marry her because we would have the slipperiest grandchildren. So sweaty (laughs) all the time. Like, and, and like, you know, do you know what Padma is? Padma is like, when I say, I don't know if the woman has ever broken a sweat. I mean it in like the best way possible. She is so, she's so chill and like, 
And, yes. And, and like radiant in person. Yes. And like, yes. also it's annoying because she's also pretty funny and she's like the smartest. And self-deprecating and like yes. rad and, and just like Sorry all to of say it's things. annoying, but like she's she's pretty well, perfect. It's, it's not, it's not, it's just that like, you know, you get used to hearing like, well, God doesn't give with both hands. But then if you're Padma Lakshmi, then it, you know. God actually did. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and so like, we can all be like, well, you know, God for ourselves, God doesn't give with both hands, but then, but then it's you like, see her and you're but like, then you're Padma. yeah. Um, and also I met her kid who is amazing. And like, yes, I have to yeah. introduce her and Birdie because I think they're going to be like BFFs, even though, I mean, she's, she reminded me of Birdie because yeah. she's 12, but she seemed like she was like 20. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just in the conversations we were having, yeah, and she was sure. just amazing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so flop sweating, having a flashback, like out of body experience and Sarah and I go, and then it's like showtime. Yeah. And Sarah's like, let me just fan you for a second. I'm like, okay, thanks, Sarah. By the way, I had said to Tom, I was like, this is Sarah Jones. I'm co-hosting with her. And like, they didn't know exactly who she was. And I'm like, guys, She's a fucking genius. Just FYI. You know, like just so you know, <laughs> yeah, she's a genius. Yeah. And so we go out on stage and we did the opening where we had written in Sarah had brought like the opening was like, I'm, I'm you know, me. I'm like, yeah. we're going to burn it to the fucking ground. And like, I'm pissed. Who else here is pissed? You know, we've got we're raging. You know, we're raging. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Sarah, I know you're pissed. And she's like, I am. And actually, I brought along some people with me that are pissed. And then she like went we went into yeah. her characters, you know. Yeah. And guys, you really have to watch Sell by Date because it's fucking insane, these characters that Sarah inhabits. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got off stage from the thing and Tom was like, well, what the fuck was that <laughs> to oh her? My He's like, gosh. what? You didn't tell me that this was going to happen. He's like, you're incredible. I'm like, Aww. yeah, dude, this is what I was trying to say to you. Anyway, then I had to go, then I went and gave Patty Smith I presented Patty Smith in this like speech that I literally we had to like cram, you know, together an hour and a half before. Oh my gosh. And I had met her backstage and I was so like <laughs> and then go give this speech to this fucking like it's so an actual living breathing icon. Yes. Incredible. It was incredible. Um, and then she sang, and that was incredible. And then uh, I needed to, like, take a seat. <laughs> I was having a moment. Oh, but then Kyle Freeman sang, and I had to see that. Yeah. And then uh, Tom introduced Padma, and then those guys left. And I was like, okay, I can stop sweating now. But I didn't <laughs> stop sweating, turns out, because I, as we know... Emma sweater. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, it was 8.30 PM at this point. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just telling you my day. Like it's 8.30 PM. The show ends up going like way over because, well, honestly, there's a lot of information. People love to talk. Uh, the show, like the show was packed with performances and like, it just ended up going super long, you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, but I wasn't, obviously not drinking nor being stoned or anything because um, I had a, like this job to do. And I sure. definitely feel like after that last thing I did, the that I like did such a better job, I was like so happy I was 
sobs, you know, yeah. for it. Yeah. But then, like, right towards the end, um, Shoshana Bean and her friend and Sarah Jones and her friend um, and Jess Whites from the ACLU and I all had a glass, like, not a glass, a, like, clear plastic cup, like, mini cup. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We had, like, half a mini cup each from a bottle of wine. Like, we all just had, like, a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm saying all of this because I need you to know that I was sober. Yeah. I mean, I had, like, a cup of wine, a little yeah. cup of wine. But this was, like, that was, like, at 9.30 p.m., okay? Yeah. So the show finally ends at 10.30, Natalie Morales was there. Oh, great. Um, Because Alex Edelman did some, did a like stand-up set. Oh, great. And so I guess she was there to see him. And so then they were going to get food and they're like, come. And I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm tired. I'm going to go home. I've been, this has been a journey. I've had a journey today. I'm going to go home. So then I was on my way home and I'm like, should I go to, should I just go to Casa Kismet? This is like important part of this. I'm like, should I just go to Casa Kismet? Because we're doing the podcast today. And should I just sleep here? Like, sleep here. I like this mattress better than the one that I have at the kid's house. Yeah. Which I got to figure that situation out for myself because that's not cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, should I just go to Kismet? But then I texted Mark because the whole reason why the babysitter had to have the handoff with Cricket anyway yesterday was because... Mark had picked up Birdie at school at 2.30 and taken them to see Taylor Swift be a guest on The Tonight Show. Oh, cool. Because, you know, Nancy, Javonin, and Mark have worked together yeah, for sure. many years. Yeah. So That's they got the- Jimmy Fallon's wife. Jimmy Fallon's wife, guys. Yeah. Produced, never been kissed, and he's just not that into you, and used to be Drew's per- producing partner. Drew Barrymore. Drew, oh, my God. Well, they know who Drew is, right? I'm just filling in the details. Okay, sure. That's you know. fair. Yeah. I'm talking fast. But there's a lot to get through, and it's yeah. already been an hour, and I'm just still telling this fucking story. <laughs> okay. Of how I fucking almost died. <gasps> so, anyway, I texted Mark when I got into my car loaded my shit up, got into the car. I'm wearing, by the way, I change out of the big heels that I had on for the show. And I put my boots back on because it's like that kind of rain that's like, um, I guess some people say pissing. Pissing rain. Okay. What kind of boots? Like rain boots? Yeah. They're like Chelsea. No, they're not rain boots. They're like Chelsea boots. Okay. Big treads. Treads. Yeah. They've got treads on them. You know me. I can't. I don't fuck around with a rain boot anyway. They're too narrow. So anyway, so so I have my boots on. I'm just saying. I yeah. need to set the stage. Yeah. And I text Mark and I'm like, I'm thinking of going to stay at Casa Kismet unless Birdie's waiting up for me to tell me about Taylor. And he's like, let me check. She, the Birdie's waiting up for you. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I'm on my way. So go to the kid's house. Also, like, Gina was there. So, and I... Sure. And she gets sad if I don't stay with her. Yeah. So even if I was going to go to Casa Kismet, like, I would need to grab jeans. 
And right. I had all this shit with me. So I was like, I'll just dump it at the house, whatever. So I get to the house. Oh, and Bertie was like starting to not, starting to feel like she had a sinus infection, which oh, I think no. she does. Because she had a little fever this morning and then snotted out some real gross green stuff. Um, so I get to the house. I put all of my bags. I'm like, you know, so many bags inside. And Gina's like, <gasps> needs to go out, right? Right. Okay. And by the way, just if you saw my stories of me in the car on the way home, I look like a fucking mess. Like I look <laughs> literally like a mess already. <gasps> I already look like a mess. Yeah. So I had really dark eye makeup on. I kind of tried to take it off at the theater, but it, it didn't really work. The rain didn't help. The I'm rain sure. didn't the help. Sweating. My hair looked insane. I was pouring sweat always. I looked a little crazy. Anyway, I go into the house, throw my shit down. Gina like very clearly wants to go out. So I'm like, oh fuck. Instead of going down into the back. I'll just take her down front to pee. Right. The kid's house has a tradition, New York stoop situation. Right. But I will say it's very steep. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that the stairs of that particular stoop, like you'll find there are variances in stoops and the stairs on the stoops at the kid's house uh, are Kind of narrow-ish? Yeah. Okay. Throw the stuff down. In My Ears is still playing Phoebe Bridger's I Know the End because that song is very long. Yeah. But literally, that's what's playing in my AirPods. Click her leash on. The door hasn't even, like, closed, basically. I, like, put my stuff down. Okay. Click the leash on. Have the keys. Turn around to go out this door to down the stairs. Your girl is sober. Yeah. It is raining. Gina's like kind of in front of me. You know, she's going, she's already going. She's like yeah. ready to go. And then I fell from the door, the <sighs> door yeah. of my house. Down, like head of he feet over head over heels. Like, have you seen that meme at the Met Gallum the, of the guy falling? That's not <laughs> yes. real. That's not real, right? That's like a fake thing. It's like photoshopped. Don't, I don't know. That is literally in my head what was happening. I was flying. At some, I don't know what ha I don't know what happened with Gina and the leash. Like I don't know where in space and time she went, but she was fine. When I landed on the sidewalk, Ugh. I was like looking up at the trees, and I was like, "How am I not dead?" Oh my I, god! I thought I actually thought as I was falling, "This is such a fucking bummer." <laughs> I I swear to God, it was right. so fast. But in my in the time that I was falling, I literally had the like whole thing. And it wasn't like my life flashing before my eyes. It was just like, ugh, this ugh, sucks. Not this. I literally was like, I can't believe that it's gonna be like she hosted this thing. 
And then she's and- fucking, no one knows what happened. Like it would be confusing because right. I had come home. Right. Why did I go back out? What was right. going on? Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I yeah, had time literally, down. that's what I flashed. had. I had so many thoughts, but your also, entire obituary flashed my, before your eyes. I swear to God, <laughs> when I tell you that I fell with the grace of like a thousand angels carrying me gently <laughs> to my, to just the bottom of the steps. Wow. I have one scratch on me on on the meaty part of my calf. Okay. That's it. That's it. I didn't hit my head. And that was the other thing when I like, I was like, is my neck broken? Did right. I hit my head? Did I break I didn't, my skull? I didn't hit my head. I did not hit my fucking head. I don't know how. When I tell you I somersaulted down the fucking stairs. Oh my gosh. I was wearing a wool, like a thick wool coat also yeah. probably why I was sweating so much right but might have protected you I think it did protect me so then I'm in the I'm literally like on the ground oh my god <laughs> and Gina I look over and Gina's like standing there freaked the fuck out were you still holding her leash no okay I don't think I was Okay, I'm glad she stood there. But you guys, of all the times my fucking AirPods have popped out of my head, those bitches stayed in playing Phoebe Bridgers screaming. Oh, my God. I know the end. Like, what was actually the crescendo right before the scream. Right. But, like, I – so then I was, like, I immediately, like – stood up to just like see what to assess the situation and to yeah. see if I was hurt because I also have had the experience, you know, you know, I've been injured before where yeah. like you think you're fine and then and you're then, like, Oh, you're not fine. You know, you're not. Yeah. Right. And so I was just like assessing, like I immediately got up. I had my phone and I texted Mark cause I knew he was there. Cause I right. was, you know, whatever. And I was like, Mark, I just, fell down the entire front stoop and he was like what and I was like no I need you to come here now like why what (laughs) just come outside (laughs) and honestly (laughs) and now we all understand why I'm getting divorced (laughs) Mark I'm kidding That is what I feel like anyone would do if you texted them that. But also, I feel like anyone who fell down would be like, why what? No, no, he he didn't write that. He didn't write that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I said, I just fell down the front steps. And then he wrote, are you okay? And then he wrote, outside, question mark? And then it says, Marcy, I guess I just, I was like, Mar- I could, I, did, I was like, it says Marcy, it says Marcy, don't know. Oh, Mark, I don't know. Oh, now I get it. Um, Mark, I don't know. Yes. All of them. Are you inside? Oh my God. Come down. 
please, Mark, Mark, please. Okay, eleven. In his defense, you were you were typing full texts. You guys, I I want to say something to you now that I'm looking at the timestamps. I just want to say something to you. Are you ready for this? Yes. Do you know what time I fell down the steps? What? Eleven, eleven. <gasps> angel number. Those angels. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. I literally <laughs> fell down the steps at eleven, eleven. What the fuck? You've been thinking it's lucky all this time. Well, it is lucky. I well, mean, it right? was. I didn't it fucking was. die. You didn't die. You didn't die. Oh my okay, God. but so then I was like standing, I like had made it up the steps and I was standing there texting and I was like, all of a sudden the adrenaline like hit me Yes, yes. and I couldn't, I was like shaking, shaking like, yeah. I don't know. I was just shaking. Like, well, it's like the shaking un- zebra that Jessica St. Clair told us about, like how, how zebras shake to get rid of their like nervous energy. And we don't really, we don't have that to get rid of our stress, but you do. Well, you do, I guess, when it's that bad. Yeah, it's when like it's that adrenaline. Bad. Yeah. So I so like had all this adrenaline and I was uncontrollably shaking, which was like weirdly freaking me out more than right. anything. Right. And then I just kept like saying over and over again, I was just talking about this. I was just talking about this tonight. Like, did I do this? I was just talking about this. And what I had been talking about when I was getting my hair and makeup done was about a friend of mine who'd fallen down the front steps of my old house. Oh, my God. And had gotten a concussion. Ugh. And was it was terrible. It was, like, not great. Ugh. I fell down the front steps of your old house, too, one time. Like the last few on a rainy yeah. night. Okay, let me tell you something. I've also I also fell down those. Steps. Yeah, but not but like there I was fell a lot down, of stairs. No, I fell down uh, when I would fall down. I mean, like I have never. I'm just going to say this, and you guys know she falls. Yeah, I have never fallen down steps this way before. Right, where I was like literally upside down, somersaulting, right, flying. Right. I've fallen where I like fall back on my butt. Yeah. And like fall down some stairs. Yes. I've fallen where I've like grabbed onto a rail right, and like right. saved it at the yeah. last second. You've never I've like slipped free, down. Free fallen down. I was. Stairs. Tom Petty in the song. <laughs> I was somersaulting, free falling. I do think that I like my shoulder, I think. But I, this is why I'm saying I was wearing that really thick coat like I think I like rolled on my shoulder and like my lower hip on my shoulder on my right side and my lower hip on my left side but so anyway Mark was like just come in just sit down sit down like he's like take your coat off I'm like uncontrollably shaking he's like I'm getting you water he just was like wanted to make sure that I didn't hit my head yeah um he was asking me weird questions. Like he didn't, like, I don't understand what happened. And I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, let's just, I, I bet he was like, what country are we in? What's the date? No, he weirdly didn't ask me that, but oh, okay. he just was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I was just like, I was just talking about this and whatever. And then, yeah, he kind of like calmed me down and then was like, okay. Like, you know, like, you'll be okay. Yeah. And, we like, he walked me up the steps to, like, 
where my no, that's not true. When when did Birdie show up? I think I went down to the kitchen. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I don't, I like I'm confused. I don't <laughs> clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like definitely like kind of in shock and had a lot of adrenaline and stuff. Um, but at some point, either Birdie came. No, I think Birdie came into my bathroom. I think I think Mark like walked behind me up the stairs. Yeah. And then I was in the bathroom, like taking my makeup. Oh, because I was sobbing so I started then I started crying. Yeah. And I was like sobbing so hard. And then I did take a picture because it looked so crazy. Like <laughs> you looked like you were in a scene. No, no one would have ever done this to make up to someone. It was, it's, I'm going to, I'll send it to you. It's fucking nuts. So. You look like the um, prom queen in in the Courtney Love video. No, this is what I'm saying Worse. to you. I, because I had been like my hands in my, on my face sobbing. Yeah. I spread my eye makeup all over my, like for my face, like all over my face. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I'm sending it to you right now just so you can see it. (laughs) I look, yeah, I'm just like trying to see. And you can see I have like snot. You can like zero. I have like snot all over my face. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I look. Yeah. You look like a, like a Mad Max extra. (laughs) Bizarre. It's not so anyway. So then I was like, I hung out with Birdie for a little bit wildly. And Birdie like showed me some vids and we talked about like the Taylor Swift thing and whatever. And then Birdie was like, Okay, I'm going to bed and left me. And then I was just like, I couldn't sleep because I was like, felt so weird. Yeah. Maybe from the adrenaline still. Well, you're probably like wired from the performance and then like just had an overload after like the adrenaline of falling. I didn't feel wired from the performance. I felt like very, I was very tired. I was tired. Like I was, it had been a whole fucking day, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so then I did some Instagram stories explaining what had happened. Yeah. But I think people were like, what? Like that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, I know. Also, it doesn't make sense. And when I'm telling you what does not make sense is how I did not fucking kill myself. Oh my God. Or die. I'm sending you a picture of the stairs. Okay. Just so oh you can gosh. see. I just, just need so you to see. see the steepness. Well, listen, I want to say that I am sorry. I feel like a bad friend right now because if I had seen your stories, I 100% would have texted to. See if you are okay. Well, here are the people that did. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Although I did get a lot of texts this morning that were like, holy fuck, I'm what? sure. I'm sure. But the sure. truth is like, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's what I'll say. Now, we've both recently had pretty bad falls. Yours was worse, I'm going to admit. Although I did fall, like, from a couple feet up onto, like, a granite sidewalk. But 
now we've both had pretty bad falls where we weren't injured at all. And we both just got one little scratch. I chipped a nail and you scratched your calf. But now I think we have to really start taking this shit seriously and try not to fall anymore because we can't guarantee we'll be so lucky next time. No. You know what? I want to make a new little words project bracelet. Oh, you do? Yeah, I want to make I want to make like an ungovernable temper one. Oh, that would be so perfect. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, you need that. I just love it so much. Guys, if you don't know what Little Words Project is, um it's the original word bracelet brand founded on the belief of being kind to yourself and others. Little words bracelets are made to be worn and loved and one day passed on to someone who needs that word of encouragement more than you do. The best part, each bracelet has a neat code on the tag that you can register on their website so you can like track down where your bracelet goes as it inspires from wrist to wrist. I love it. I love that. It's like flat Stanley for grownups. I also just like something that we can like all just like get involved in. Yeah. It's like a community building exercise. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. And I think that the regular and the custom bracelets make amazing gifts for everyone on your list this holiday season. And it's a honestly amazing price. So I'm very into it. And they're so cute. They're so cute. And by the way, if you're traveling for the holidays, it's perfect because they're not large. You can stash a whole bunch of them in your bag for everyone that you love. Want to empower yourself and spread kindness to others with the original word bracelet? Well, guess what? You're in luck. We have a special offer for our listeners. Go to littlewordsproject.com slash busy or enter busy at the checkout for 30% off your first order. It's the best offer you're going to get. Limited time only. Get on it. That's littlewordsproject.com slash busy for 30% off your first order. You can also find Little Words Project at Target, Nordstrom, or one of their flagship stores. I've been to the one in New York. I love it. Thanks, Little Words Project. Helix Sleep. I love it. I love it. You know why I love it? I love it because it's real. Helix is uh, such an early supporter of this podcast. Yeah. And it's a real one. Helix is a real one. Helix is a real one. And I have to say that, like, it's been a couple years now, and my Helix mattress is still going strong. Like, it's brand new. I have something embarrassing to admit. What? I only have one Helix mattress because I just the one that I got, you know, yeah. back back then, back when yeah. they started advertising. And so in this episode, when I'm saying like, I like the mattress at Casa Kismet better. Yeah. That's my Helix mattress. That's the one. Yeah. In the Helix. I know. Blessed. But the truth is, trying to save some money, I just took the mattress from storage. Right. Because I had mattresses, guys. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. so I have this mattress from storage that I'm like, we're going to need to upgrade <laughs> that to a Helix. And honestly... That's okay because guess what? It is affordable. I love my Helix. It's at Casa Kismet. Then when we moved into the new house, I was like, I'll just, I'll make do. It'll be fine. What's the worst that can happen? Guess what? I hate it. Well, now you know. Now you know. I only like this mattress. And I think I'll just order a new Helix mattress with our code. Can I just do that? 
Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think you can do that. Um, and it's also, it's a good test. That's why I'm saying like, it's a real one. Yeah. Because that was the mattress the I had before. And now, you, now you know. Yes. Wherever there's Helix, that's home. <gasps> did you just, did you just come up with that? Yeah, I'm a real Don Draper. <laughs> you really are, man. Guys, everyone is unique. Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from. They've got soft, medium, and firm. FYI, I'm firm. Uh, They have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And there's a Helix Plus mattress for plus-sized folks. Anyway, it's for everyone, it's they for have everyone. something for everyone, for, for everyone. If you're looking for a mattress, you take their quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to. The mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever even need to go to a mattress store again. Not that you would ever want to. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Helix is awesome. You don't have to take our word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Here's what you need to do. It's time. Busy, it's time. Go to helixsleep.com slash best. Take the two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that's going to give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. And they're even going to pick it up for you if you don't love it, but guess what? You will. So (laughs) Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. I love it at helixsleep.com slash best. Guys, I can't tell you enough how much we love our Helix mattresses. It's a real one. And the new pillows. And the pillows. And the pillows. Guys, (laughs) guys, go get some sleep. Marcella Kroll, who we love. Yes. Who does um, readings and... yeah. She's a, what does she say? It's not like a psychic. She's an artist, an oracle, and she's autistic. I love her. Yeah. She watched my stories like immediately. Yeah. She was up, well, West Coast. And she was like, you have to, before you go to bed, like just call back all of your energies that you've put all of these other places. Like you've put, you've like sent, you you give out your energy so freely to so many people and in so many ways. Like just before you go to bed, call back all of your energy and like just say that you need it actually. Oh, and wow. that like you need to be present and grounded in your own self. And I will say, I did it, obviously. I mean, you're going to do what? What Marcella a witch tells is, you. What a, yeah. what a witch is t- telling you you got to <laughs> do, obviously. Um, I will say like, I do think there's something to that, Casey. And I think there's something to that for you too. Like, I think that when our energies get kind of, um, split. Yeah. And put so many different places. Um, and I think if you're the type of person that it's not just it's not just about putting energy out. It's also about the energy that people put towards you. Yes. Because people put a lot of energy toward both of us in varying ways. Yes. Um, and I certainly feel that that we've talked about it. Like that we talked about it with Nora last week a little bit. Yeah. You know, like it's, it can be 
whether or not you're a fucking person that believes in energy, like I actually don't care. I do. And yeah. I, and I feel it, you know? And like, I do feel sometimes that I kind of, if I'm not taking the time and paying attention and like regrounding myself, then it is, it's like, I could just float the fuck away. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. like, because I'm not in my own body, really. Like I'm someone else's, you know, there's so many other things that are like pulling attention energetically. Yeah. Yeah. That it prevents me from being just like, grounded in where I am and who I am and being able to like actually like literally move through the world with ease and not chaos and tumbles. Yes. I always think of it like this really common thing, which is that I'm always trying to gather up so many things in my arms because... I just, I'm lazy. And so if I'm going to gather things and move things, I want to get it done and do it all at once and be as efficient as I can. But there really is, like, I can only carry three things. Like, I can have one thing in the crook of each arm. I can have one thing in one hand and then, like, maybe one hand free to, like, open a doorknob or whatever. But if I put something in that second hand... It's always a given that I'm going to drop something and it's only a matter of what it is I drop. It will happen every time. Like it's like neurological with me. I cannot carry more than three things in my arms but at one time. It's neurological, but also like let's just take a beat and recognize it as a spiritual concept as well, yes. which is that like you can only carry so fucking much, dude. Yeah. And like I, same, like I exactly the same. And by the way, I was doing too fucking much in that moment. Yeah. Like I wasn't, and, and if I'm being real and like I had to be real with myself last night and think that Birdie doesn't listen to my podcast. If I'm being real, the reason why I chose to do that version where I just like turned immediately around was because I knew that once Birdie like got once it became about Birdie and Taylor Swift and like listening to Birdie that like getting the Gina thing accomplished would be difficult. Like, and right. so then I would, and so I just sort of was like, in a way, like I later was thinking about how if I had just taken a beat, like mm -hmm. a moment, inside. Like I didn't even put Gina's harness on. Right. Right. Which is which is a big deal for Jeannie because um when she just really likes her harness. She likes the harness. She likes her little harness. Her little <laughs> chest. She likes her little chest to be protected with her harness. But you know, I didn't but occasionally like when I'm being lazy, I just like will just slap the thing on her. The collar. But like it just was I don't know. I just think there's just I think there's definitely something to it. It's like that Moira Coleman show that I saw um, that was so beautiful, Women Holding Things, that I talked about. I love it so much. I love that so much because I think that we as women are used to and we do hold so much yeah. all the time and carry yeah. so much 
all the time that it literally, at a certain point, the universe throws us to the fucking ground. Right. Yeah. And like, I just feel like, okay, so new moon, solar eclipse today, Scorpio, it's a new moon. I am going to try to reset and just think about like, what are the things that I'm currently holding that I don't need to? Yeah. And like, I'm going to let that shit go because I'm not going to fucking die falling downstairs, guys. I can't. That is what a bummer. That's, yeah, no one. It's not, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for you. You need to, we're writing a better ending for you because the, you know, an end is going to come for all of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are, we're clear on that. Like, I'm not, not, it's not, but I'm not ready for like a, a sudden, I'm not, I'm not in for a surprise ending. Yeah. No, no. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, mm. There's still a lot that needs to, and that was another thing. It's so funny because I actually was thinking about that too. Like I was just like, I just want to do more stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. For the world. Like not like more stuff for myself. Like I literally was like, I want to do more. But it's okay to want to do more stuff for your, for yourself too. I've been thinking about that a lot. I've, I've been thinking a lot about like time that I waste or what equals wasted time and what I want to do for other people, but also stuff I want to do for myself. You know? I can't really think of anything I want to do for myself. Really? I mean, I like, like, facials. There you go. (laughs) You want to do that? But I had had one that morning. Yeah. But do you want to get another one one day again? Well, of course. Yeah. So, you know, so things like that. I mean. I literally had the thought and I almost posted it. And then I was just like, this is just bad taste busy. Because I I also was like. But like if I had died, (laughs) I do want to say I never got Botox. (laughs) (laughs) And your face was looking the best that, you know. And my face is looking fucking great. I That's did get a good that laser. argument for getting regular facials. If I if, did get, and I, and I got that laser. If that's in your budget, because you never know when you're going to fall down some fucking stairs and you know what I mean. And bite it. Well, I didn't look great because I hadn't done my full <laughs> cleansing routine yet, and like, well, someone would have done that for you post mortem. They wouldn't just let you have that that insane makeup for you know for your <sighs> open casket. That makes me sad. The whole I'm not going to have an open <laughs> casket. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you wouldn't have had a choice at that point unless you've specified. You don't know what would happen to you. That's true. That's true. Who's in charge of that? I literally have no idea. Okay. Well, if, God forbid, it should happen while I'm still on this earth, now it's on record that you'd prefer well, not an know. open casket. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even really thought about it. <laughs> I re- I thought it was so fucking weird when I was a little kid and I went to yeah. my grandma's. Yeah. Like that was very, very strange for I me. I think it's weird too. I don't, I think it's a weird, I mean, listen, death is strange, right? Because it just is. It's, it's strange. It's because it's not life and life is what we know the best. You know, we live thousands of days, but we only die one day, you know? So it's a weird thing for anyone to to sort of wrap their head around, I think. Um, and so the customs around it are strange. And like, for some people, it happens 
all too often and they're all too familiar with it. And then for the rest of us, we're lucky and it, you know, it remains a strange thing for us. But uh, yeah, I think an open casket is kind of like a weird thing. And I always think it's like my dad was open casket, but then he also was cremated. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) I thought that was a one or the other situation, but I guess not. I kind of did too. Yeah, but... Not for my dad. He had it all. He had open gasket and cremation. <sighs> well, I didn't die. Yeah, you didn't die. I did feel a little bit like it definitely light team inter- intervention. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I definitely yeah. was like, but I, I think it was a good thing for me to like recognize that I need to like Sometimes slow down. Slow it down a beat. I need to slow it down. And it's I need like to... when you choke on food and your parents are like, you need to slow down. You need to chew. And you're like, oh, yeah, that shouldn't be a reminder that you need to almost choke to death. Yeah. To slow down. But I know. I'm really glad that I was sober, though, because I think if I had been... Well, I don't, who even knows? What who even knows? Well, I'm glad you're sober too, because again, if you had died, toxicology report. She awkward. drunkenly fell down some stairs. Awkward. It would have been awkward. And then that's fucking awkward. Don't want it. Don't want it. No one wants it. You need to chew your food. We need to chew our lives more carefully. Oof, sometimes put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't. Um, I. I'm so sorry, guys. This took an hour and 30 minutes for me to tell you. If the diarrhea doesn't get her, the fucking stairs will. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry you were so sick, and I'm sorry that you fell down the stairs, and I'm sorry that I missed it. I do feel like a bad friend. Um, No, I mean, Jesus. I I texted Emily this morning. She was like... Emily and I have a thing sometimes with each other where like if we're getting on planes, we text each other and we're like, just so you know, I'm like on an airplane if I die. (laughs) Like basically like if I die, you know what I mean? My plane's about to take off. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. Um, I love you, you know, whatever. And so she did, she texted me because she's going somewhere today for the day and I, for work, and I wrote back, I almost died last night falling down the front stoop of the kid's house. (laughs) So she was like, what? And I'm like, I'm fine. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. I mean, I'm literally fine. My mom freaked the fuck out. So I was of like, course. finally, after I did those Instagram stories, old school vibes, like, turn, turn, to, turn to the camera because I, you know, because I didn't have anyone else there yeah. to talk to. Um, truly, like... Oh, God, that makes me sad. Okay. Well, it's it's not sad. It's just, it is what it is. It's just how it is. But I was thinking as you were telling the story and telling like of Mark being like, okay, you know, you're all good. So, and like going your separate ways in the house. Like I'm, it just made me think of like, yeah, how different that must be. Yeah, it was sad in not, I mean, in the way that like I wanted, I was kind of like, Bertie refuses to sleep with me because I don't know why, but I don't know. She's a teenager. Yeah. She's like, nah. <laughs> but I was like, do I just make Bertie come sleep with me? Aw. And like, had Cricket not been sound asleep for hours, right, I was like, right. 
can't do that. But then <laughs> you know who really sidled up like spooning me? Gina. Gina Linetti. <laughs> Gina motherfucking Linetti oh just pressed her little back against my side. Oh like gosh. she was like, it wasn't, we weren't really spooning, but like she was just like, she just got as close to me as she could. Yeah. And like just, they know. Felt, that's, so then I like fell asleep and then my mom called. Aww. My phone rang and I picked Aww. it up and my, my mom was like, are you okay? I just watched your stories. And she was so upset. And I was like, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm Aww. fine. Also, I have to go to sleep now. Goodbye. So <laughs> she called me when I was on my way over here. But anyway, so that's my story of my fucking week. Tonight is the Center for Reproductive Rights Gala. You're going to that as well? Well, I'm, you know, I'm committed to going. I think... Can you sit down at it? <laughs> um, I think that I will go and yeah. take pictures and stuff. And then yeah. I might not stay for the whole shebang. I think that's I think that's good. Yeah, I know you think it's very important and I agree to show up for things. Um especially well, also, when like, you said that right. you would. And for me it's like I know whatever it is, guys, but like, you know, I take pictures there and then like maybe the pictures in People magazine and then right. people know about the Center for Reproductive Rights and the amazing work that it does and right. people right. remember that um abortion is what is on the ballot. Right. In a right. couple short weeks. Yeah. That our bodily autonomy is on the fucking ballot. Whether or not you live in a state where abortion is legal, still or not. Yeah. It is important that we hold the majority and we not lose it to some unhinged motherfuckers. And as we said a few weeks ago, the turkey's out of the oven. It's crunch time. Crunch so. time. So that's why I'm like, I will show up. Yeah. I think that's good. But just take but, good care of yourself. Yeah. Too. And then. And maybe don't wear wide leg pants. I feel like that's been a real. I love the look, but I feel like it's it's been behind some of my most near death experiences lately. I think for me, there's no rhyme or reason <laughs> <laughs> to the falling. I think it's literally about intention and me just being very specific in like paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Intention and paying attention. There you go. That'll, That's it. Hopefully that'll keep you where you should be within gravity. And then tomorrow I have this like philanthropy giving summit thing and luncheon for town and country that I was invited to speak at with Shannon Watts. And oh, great. Yeah. Give her a hug for me. I will. Um, and then I go back to Atlanta. It really work. sounds like this near-death experience. Slowed me down. Has really slowed you down it's and really changed your life. <laughs> I mean, how good does my skin look? Casey, just real it quick. It does though. look so good. I mean, I'm like really admiring my skin right now. It does look so good. You're so lucky you didn't get a road rash on your face. No, the only thing I got is like, I got one teeny tiny little scratch on my leg. It's so that's weird. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that's... thank you to my light team. Shout out to my light team. 
per usual for <laughs> carrying me. Moot, my great grandfather, <laughs> Irwin, St. John Tucker. We know now that you're definitely on the light team. Yeah. Floated you down those stairs, those stone Mac-a-mac, steps. Aww. Jenna, all my friends. Aww. Working together. Heath, I don't know if you're there. I know you float. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, yeah, you look good. You don't look any worse for wear. Um, but, yeah. Woo! That's a big one. I do feel sorry I missed it. I mean, it's I'm going to go back and watch your stories now. I was out because it was my 24th wedding anniversary. What? Yes. Oh, my God. With all my drama, I missed your excitement. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tell no, me everything. Okay. Well, it was a big weekend because we, on Saturday, we went to the wedding of our friends. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, I'm like real fucking bummed I didn't become better friends with them before that wedding. <laughs> It was that was I'm, literally all I could think was like, why didn't I make that fucking happen? No exaggeration. No exaggeration. The best so wedding that uh, I've ever everybody been was. To. Every, everyone said that this Damn is it. the wedding of our friend Chelsea Devantes, who has been uh, a co-host on this podcast. She also hosts um, celebrity book club podcasts, and she's a TV writer. She was a writer on the first season of Girls Five Eva, and uh, but she's a longtime friend of mine. And um, her husband now, Yasser Lester, who is like an actor and uh, also a TV writer, and now he's writing a Marvel movie, um, which is, you know, they're definitely a power couple. But um, I feel so lucky because I've known them. Well, I, I've, I met Chelsea just before she started going out with Yasser because I met have I, I think I told this on the podcast when, when Chelsea uh, was on the podcast, but we used to have this big orphan Thanksgiving in Connecticut and we would invite everyone from New York city who wasn't getting home to be with their family. And, uh, Ashley Nicole Black's like first year in New York, she came to the Thanksgiving. And then the next year I had met Chelsea once at some, some, uh, political like activism event, uh, through Ashley, but, Ashley was like, I'm not going to make it to your Thanksgiving this year, but my friend Chelsea, who you've met, can she come because she's not going to make it home to Arizona for uh, for Thanksgiving? And I was like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, give her my info. And then Chelsea wrote uh, an email being like, thanks for having me. I, this is, I hate to ask, but may I also bring a date because I'm dating this guy? And I was like, yeah, of course, that's, that's fine. And then she wrote again and she was like, you're going to kill me, but can I also bring my brother? Because like he lives in the city and, you know, we have nowhere to, you know, he has nowhere to go. And I was like, yes, of course, this will be so fun. So she comes, I'm sure we have like 40 people for dinner. Our kids were wholly enchanted by Chelsea because she's enchanting and magnetic and the best. She really um, is. Yeah. But they really were a like, sparkly fucking person. <laughs> my gossipy teenagers after were like, we really like your new friend Chelsea. Um, but we're worried about her relationship. And I was like, what are you worried about? And they were like, because we know that one of the guys was her brother and one was her date. And but we couldn't remember which was which. And that was like, they had like the same energy toward them, like both the brother and the the boyfriend. And so we feel like it can't be like that, that, you know, great of a relationship. Like maybe it's kind of doomed. How old were your kids? They were like probably, I don't know, 
15 and I mean gentlemen 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 I'm saying gossipy but they were right they were right she uh she was you know sort of at the at the end of the relationship with this guy and she met Yasser I think just a few days later and they were like just from the second they met just clearly in love and I remember meeting Yasser at Ashley's birthday party, he came and it was the first time Ashley was meeting, like it was the first time Chelsea's best friend Ashley was meeting the new guy. And I, what I remember from that night is I spent so much time talking to Yasser that I was like, I felt bad. I was like, he's here, he's meeting the, you know, the best friend of his new girlfriend. He's also like in a relatively new relationship with this girlfriend who lives in New York and he lives in LA. So he's only here for a limited time. But he spent so much time talking to me and really getting to know me that I sort of was like, I felt like, not like we were on a date, but I felt like we were there together. And, um, but that's just- You were jeopardizing him, (laughs) his time. And you were- (laughs) <laughs> you felt like you were, you were hogging like, him. Yeah, you monopolizing him. him. Yes, yeah. I was hogging him. But the truth is, I think that's just how he makes everyone feel. I think everyone felt that way. I think he just makes you feel very important and like he cares a great deal about you. And that's because he does care a great deal about everyone. So they're just a really lovely couple. And they just had this wedding that was like the most imaginative, creative, uh, over-the-top wedding, which they fully acknowledged and um, was just amazing. The dress code was try to top us. That was my favorite thing. I've seen so many people who were guests and their fabulous fucking outfits. And your outfit, I was actually, it's so funny because you were like, <laughs> people, three people asked. I was actually, <laughs> I was it, I was going to bring it up on the podcast. I was that like. I didn't post a picture of yeah, my Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I was fucking pissed. It was like a close-up of you and Matt's face fine but like I was like I got to see everybody else's like try to outdo us outfits I know and I was a little bit like well that's rude because you're an influencer a fashion influencer (laughs) and I failed at the number one directive and you fucking failed and also I was like how did how did you do did you try to outdo you know what I mean and I was going to just bring it up on the pod, so I'm glad that you beat me to it. But you did post your outfit, which I thought was pretty fucking fabulous. Thank you. It was I Wore Pajamas by Catherine Delish, who is like a, um, she's like a burlesque designer. She's not a burlesque designer. She designs like pajamas and loungewear, fancy pajamas and loungewear um, that a lot of burlesque performers just happen to wear, but I wore a lounge suit, like a leopard satin lounge suit that was super comfortable and uh, I thought very beautiful and just like fit perfectly and was so easy to wear. Um, Yeah. And it was just like a wild time. And I could go into like every detail of the wedding. If you follow Chelsea on Instagram, I'm sure you'll see like the details coming out, but it was just like it was so cool. And it was in our old neighborhood um, of Glassell Park, where we lived when we first moved to L.A. Um, but the funniest thing to me is, like, I saw a lot of – there were – listen, not going to lie. There were celebrities at the wedding, celebrity friends of the couple, celebrities that I knew, um, and, like, then just a lot of people that, like, work in showbiz and stuff. And, and like, I, and I've been lucky to meet Yasser's family, and so I was happy to see them um, and – 
and just everyone. Uh, but the funny thing is like the way that the, it was at this, um, at this place that's like, I guess I can say it doesn't matter. It's normally like a studio, right? But I, they have events there. And, uh, but the way that it worked is that everybody kind of had to line up before they, you know, opened the doors, like while they were still getting the place ready. And so it reminded me of a comedy show, which is fitting since they're both comedians. Um, and uh, it was making me laugh. We didn't take an Uber. Matt was like, this is our old neighborhood. I can find a place to park. So he just dropped me. I got in line and he went to park the car. But the funniest thing um, out of like everyone who like I ran into in the line and got to say hi to and everything is that. um, Do you know Clementine Ford, the actress? I do not. Clementine Ford is Sybil Shepard's daughter, but she's also like. She's an actor. You'd recognize her, I think, if if you saw her. And she's really kind. And we are just, like, uh, we're social media friends, but we also both belong to, like, a a Los Angeles, like, mom's Facebook group, I think, um, which is probably where we first met. But we've never met in person. But she wasn't even at the wedding. She was just driving by, saw the line, and was like, holy shit, I saw you in that line. Which I think was just really funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, every detail of the wedding was amazing. There were many outfit changes. The bride and groom, many of the guests changed their outfits. I saw some fantastic outfits. I want to tell you something crazy. Yeah. Clementine Ford uh, was born four days after me. Oh, my gosh. I feel like you guys would be We're like, friends. Yeah, yeah, I think we maybe would be um, because we are literally four like, days apart. Yeah, just same, born under the same star. Uh, she's wonderful. But the, I thought that was so funny that she was like, holy shit, I was driving by and I was like, that's Casey. And then I think she said her husband said, are you really excited to see someone from one of your mom groups? And she was like, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, there were a lot of people who listened to the podcast who were guests at the wedding. I met one person who I was like a fan of from a TV show that he's on. And then his girlfriend, after we were talking for like 20 minutes, was like, I I, I totally listened to your podcast, by the way, like in case it seems like I already know you, that's why. So there were a lot of podcast listeners who were also uh, guests at the wedding. So it was super cool to meet you all in person. And yeah, it was just like a, a really, really, you know, I think like it's gonna it's gonna go into my top three parties of my life. My wedding, your 40th birthday party, and Chelsea and Yasser's wedding. Like top three, top three best parties, maybe. It was a good one. Damn. <laughs> it was a good really one. should have put in the work the last two years. <laughs> and then oh, I sorry, didn't... Gina. I just scared Gina. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, then um, I was excited when Yasser and Chelsea chose that date for their wedding because it was so close to our wedding date. And I remembered like it was just like October weddings, I think, are perfect because you can wear what you want and not be too sweaty. And uh, I just like the festive fall vibes for me. It's great. Um, And so our wedding anniversary was yesterday on a Monday, not the most exciting day, but Matt made reservations at... Uh, Yamashiro in LA. I'm sure you've been. Love, yeah. Love. Um, talk about a, a place where you, you could it's fall a down a lot. I feel like sure. that was really on my mind, like not falling yeah. down um, because it's just this, um, it's like a, it's supposed to be a replica of a Japanese palace. Um, I don't know. We were reading the history of it. 
non-Japanese people built it and, and you know, designed it. And so I don't know how authentic the era. it it's is. It's like yeah. from the 40s, right? I think even before that, before, like even, yeah. like I think even in the 20s, I think 20s, like by right, the right, 20s, right. it oh, had become oh like a, God. did you almost fall down just sitting in yes. your chair? Oh my God, be careful. Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah, we went to Yamashiro, but it's like, there's a lot of stairs and a lot of like hilly areas. And I was like, I'm 100% going to bite it Um. And, and die on my 24th wedding anniversary. What time did you fucking think that? I'm not even kidding. <laughs> did you do this to me? <laughs> What oh time God, did you think our that? Our reservation was 7.15, but we got there early and they sat us early. So, okay. But that wouldn't be, that wouldn't work out. I was 11.11. I was flying down the stairs. No, but I mean, like, I thought I was going to fall down the whole time. So we could have been like going down the stairs to look at the koi pond or something at that. So I could have sent you like very okay. tentative. Here's what I'm going to say. Guys, we have to like... We gotta harness our energies here, <laughs> and I and when I say you guys, I mean Casey Saint Ange. I'm gonna because need I'm you to harness your fucking energy. Yeah, I'm always I, cursing if you. If I am like, if I am energetically tied to a person, <laughs> I cannot even explain to you like shit fucking happens, man. Yeah. I like get weird weird stuff with people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, and you've really been you. We have some thing. I'm gonna need you to really have to like. You have to like circle your energy in. <laughs> I'm, I'm do, you know what I mean. I'm always gonna be like putting a salt circle around myself or something to. I to mean, keep keep my uh, keep my keep caution. your energy. Yeah. You know what I'm just yeah. gonna say, it, Casey. Keep your energies to yourself. <laughs> Keep your keep your energies in your orbit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to I'm not going to accept any energies <laughs> that could harm me. I'm not going to accept any energies that can harm me. Only energies for good. Okay. I can't accept any energies that are going to harm me. But I will only, say only, that only maybe, good energies. Maybe me taking a minute at Yamashiro and not falling down because I recently had had that fall mm-hmm. and it, inv- it also involved wide-legged pants because I had failed to take a picture at the wedding. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to wear the same outfit for my anniversary dinner and then I can take some pictures because a couple people were like annoyed that they didn't get to see the outfit. So... I took pictures, but at the wedding, there had been a couple times like I tripped on my wide leg pants and Matt tripped on my wide leg pants. And I was like, these are like an issue. They're like really. Or did you need a higher heel? I probably did, but like I'm not. I think the only time that I've ever like, or you needed to hem the pants like half yeah. inch. They were petite. I will say that. They I were know, I know. Pants, but you know, but you can always do. Yeah. You can always could hem a little more. I did have heels on, but I'm like, I'm not a real heels girl. I know, I know. And I felt so happy because so many people at the wedding, I believe Ashley Nicole Black won't care. She wore sneakers the whole time under her very long gown. Um, I also saw Amber Ruffin was in a beautiful floor length gown. And when I went up to hug her, I was like, please tell me you have sneakers on under there. And she flashed me that she was wearing sneakers. Um, so I, I just think um, maybe, maybe people are embracing. Well, you know, it's funny now I'm thinking we talked about Clementine Ford. We talked about her mom, Sybil Shepard. Remember when Sybil Shepard famously wore Reeboks on the red carpet under her gown? No, she did. But I believe you. <laughs> she did. She wore like those Reebok aerobic high tops. 
That's I rough. hope I'm not making this up. I hope I'm not misremembering. I don't think you are. But I, anyway, I, I'm sure so you're fine. maybe now we're finally just uh, you know gonna gonna wear our sneakers under under our gowns, and and that's probably what I should have. I should have just worn sneakers the whole time. Maybe. I just want to say again, I was wearing shoes with you were wearing very treads. sturdy. Yeah, I was wearing and when I sho- shoes. When I wiped out in Duluth, I was also wearing sneakers. So I sometimes mean, I do think when I wear heels, I am way more careful. That could in be a it. way, in a way, maybe. Yeah, that's a a good thing for me to wear a heel because yeah. I'm like aware of every step. You don't feel you know? invincible. I don't. Clearly, I mean, right, I'm really, I'm right. always like looking out. Oh my gosh! I don't know. So anyway, but. We were talking earlier about not knowing if there are things you want to do um, for yourself. You know, you want to do things mm-hmm. for other people. But last night, our main topic of conversation was what we should do special for our 25th anniversary in a year. And uh, Matt started to make a list on his phone. And I thought it was funny because it literally, shocker, deviled eggs, crab rangoons, and um, a baked potato bar. <laughs> Is it going to be a party? Are we having I mean, a party? I think we would have a party. I like, think a party seems... feels right. Yeah. yeah. I would and love to I would love to be the deviled egg person. Please because you, de- know, you know I love a yes. deviled egg moment. Yeah. And I you sent just Casey sent me <laughs> from laugh. set from Atlanta and then I tagged you in the photo which is insane. <laughs> but it made uh, me laugh so hard. I sent Casey cuz they had this set dressing. It was like this baby shower scene and I was like, oh my God. And they had made these little deviled eggs look like little carriages, baby <laughs> carriages. And I was like, this is actually fucking amazing. Like, these are so cute. And then you were like, do we know anyone who's having a baby? I know. <laughs> I was like, like, I have to make these eggs for someone. <laughs> I really want to still. Wait, you know what? Oh, it made me laugh so hard. Oh my God. I have like, Something on the back of my leg that's like a boil. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know what it is. Or like a bite or something. It's, it's like probably weird. a bite or like an ingrown hair. Oh god! What's oh, happening god. here? Good. Just put a hot compress on it. Ooh, love a hot compress. <laughs> anyway, okay. Oh my god! Wait. <laughs> Are you good? Oh god! I don't know, dude. I literally don't know, but I think so. This is a real, this eclipse and the moon and everything is really taken a... It's messing with you. It's fucking messing with me. I'm not going to lie. And like, I mean, maybe it's everything else, but it feels like maybe this is too much of a coincidence for it to just not be tied into moon shit. (laughs) I think it's also like this time of year is always catches us by surprise and we just start hurtling toward the end of the year and it's event after event after event after event and we're bad at it now you know we're not we're not as good at it and as capable of just stacking events like that as we used to be I don't think I think that you know (laughs) 
every time I do, I always try to plan events where I have a few days after a to just make sure that I didn't somehow pick up COVID at the event and and spread it. So like there was I missed, you know, Clint trucks, right? He had a birthday party for his baby on Sunday and I really wanted to go. But I was like, I was just at that wedding and like, you know, everybody had to show their vaccine card or whatever when they RSVP'd, but mm-hmm. still you just never know. And so I could not in good conscience go to that little kiddo's birthday party and like, you know, possibly, you know, you just in don't act. Yeah. So I just try to spread everything out by like five days, but that's going to be really hard uh, coming up. And I don't know. I just, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. People just want to... <laughs> What is it? What is it about the last quarter of the year that makes everyone just, I know it's holidays. I know Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. So everyone wants to celebrate. But I think also people see like, oh shit, the whole year has gone by and I haven't done a lot of the things and I haven't seen a lot of the people that I meant to see and now I have to shove it in and, you know. It's like, it's the worst time maybe to try to plan anything. But people also want to be festive. So I don't fucking know. I don't know what the answer either. is. I, really I don't know don't. what the answer is. I do want to host a cookie swap for my friends this year. I love a cookie swap. I just I wanna, really love one. Because everyone was complaining, not everyone, but like, a couple of my friends were complaining that like, it's a little hard to feel festive in Los Angeles. If you're from the East Coast, just because you have to make more of an effort to, you know, when you're in New York, the decorations are all around. It's going to just snow on you randomly without you having to plan anything and just feels festive. And, and, you know, and we don't have that in L.A. So you have to go like more out of your way to see festive things, whatever, whatever. So cookie swap. That's my solution. Listen, I, for years, would attend uh, Naomi Scott's cook- famous, <laughs> famous cookie swap. Wow. Well, I, I don't know if mine will be famous, but... Well, gotta- it was famous to me because it was the only one I'd ever been to, and it was <laughs> fucking amazing. Every year, I was like, these bitches turn it out. Yeah. And like... I it's competitive. It. It's competitive. It's like competitive. A cookie swap gets fucking competitive. Let's be real, everybody. If you do a cookie swap, how competitive do you get? What kind of cookies would you make for Naomi's cookie swap? Well, I make my grandma moots. They're like, okay, it's hard to explain. I don't, they're called moots crescent cookies. Okay. And it's like somewhere between sort of like an, a Mexican wedding cookie. Uh-huh. And like a snowball, like, you know, like people that make those like snowball cookies, like okay. Swedish, yeah. like, like, cause it's pecans, dough, it's pecan dough, basically. Uh-huh. That's like you refrigerate. It's okay. real. And then you shape it into a little crescent moon uh-huh. and you bake it. And then when they are still hot, you toss them in powdered sugar. Delicious. Oh, they're fucking, they're butter. It's like, Butter, flour, pecans, like salt. That's well, you it. know I like butter pecan because I'm going to send you these this year. I'll send these to you. <laughs> Moots, because Moots, we were Moots on... crescent cookies are the fucking best. Just the That's fucking like best. That's like my favorite. Busy and I are on. Um, I don't know if it's 
if it's happened yet, but we did an episode of Richard Blaze from Top Chef. We did his food court podcast. Wait, I'm pretty sure it was like already is out. Is it? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Huh. I don't know. We do so many podcasts. <laughs> but I, I feel bad if it came out already because I would have shared it. But anyway, Busy and I debated whether chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip ice cream or butter pecan ice cream was better. I was on team butter pecan um, and Busy loves mint chocolate chip. We had a hard time figuring out a food that we disagreed about. But obviously, these cookies sound like they would be amazing to me. They're fucking amazing. Mm. And then generally I would do, because you have to bring like three dozen cookies. It's like a crazy amount. Yeah. So generally I would do that, those cookies and like two dozen of those. Mm -hmm. And then I would make a dozen or two of like these really, those really good gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. Do you remember that recipe that we had? You've had them before. You've had those cookies. And it was the cookie that I became obsessed with in the beginning of the lockdown. And I, it started me, um, well, on a journey. On a journey of just like on a a cookie, on a cookie cookie journey. A cookie bender. A cookie bender. I mean, a real cookie bender. Yeah. (laughs) Is a a way we could describe what my life was for several fucking years. Let's just be real. Yeah. But, I love it. Um, I used to make tons of holiday cookies when we lived in Connecticut to like the kids would, I would make up little like tins of them and then the kids would go in their power wheels car and deliver them to the neighbors on the cul-de-sac. Um, but I, I haven't, it. I haven't made cookies so much since we've been in LA, but a cookie swap is what's going to get me, get me to do it. I think it's great. I'm very happy. I'm excited about it. I wish I was there. Um, well, maybe maybe you'll be here. Who knows? Maybe. No, I don't think I will be. <laughs> Although, actually, I am going to come to do Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yeah. So In December. Gonna, maybe we can plan I can't remember. I think it's December 12th. Tw- tw- I'll look. I have it in my calendar because okay. after on the other the other night, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm putting this in my calendar right now. Yeah. It's the 17th. Oh, so maybe we can plan it when you're in town. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, that's real close to Christmas. Yeah, but I guess no. the point is people stay here for Christmas. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If yeah, not, I used to. I used to do that. <laughs> if not, um, I'll at least make sure you get some cookies from the swap. It's not. Good. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's. It isn't. It's not worth it to ship cookies. Just enjoy them. Don't worry about me. Uh, maybe I'll host my own here on the East Coast. Maybe I'll do, maybe we can do it on the same night and yes. we'll t- it'll be like East Coast, West Coast. Yes, that would be fun. Same party. Same party. Just same one party, on the as- West Coast, one, one on the East. Okay, yeah. tell me what you're doing your best at this week. You know what, Biz? I'm not doing my best at a lot of things. Like, I just feel like I was feeling really good because I had a handle on being, um, like being organized. And I feel like the wheels have fallen all the way off of being organized. Um, So that is making me feel bad. I don't like, like, like I just need to organize stuff. I just need to 
hang all my clothing back up that I've, uh, you know, when you go through like two rounds of laundry and you didn't put it away, that's when you're starting to get into like back in college territory. You're in trouble. All my shoes are out. I have to put all my shoes away. All my makeup's out because I've had a lot of events that I've attended where I had to put makeup on. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to. Wanted to put makeup on. Was fortunate to have lots of makeup to play with, but I got to put it all back. And like our room, our bedroom is small and it's just kind of hectic in there. And a lot of it is my stuff and a lot of it is Matt's stuff. But we are getting into like college dorm territory. (laughs) But wait, that's not what you're doing your best at. I'm not doing my best at that. And I need to do better at that. (laughs) But I just want to say that like if you're living in chaos right now and you need to like take an afternoon to get your shit together, I'm 100% there with you. I guess what I'm doing my best at, and it's just a small thing, but it's very important, is that California mails a ballot to everyone early to vote in the election. Mm -hmm. And I really, like, got my ballot out, did my homework on all of the candidates, all of the resolutions, all of the judges, everything. And so I did my ballot, which is, like, it's basically like writing a term paper. I feel like it's equivalent to that, like, that amount of work you have to put into a California ballot. So all of them, it's not just California. And I do want to say, guys, again, it's on purpose. Yeah. To get you to be like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't want to do it. This is like, this is like why they make things so fucking difficult. (laughs) Wow. So I I did the, I did the work for that and I got my ballot done and also have nagged my family and they, we're three quarters, 75% done with the ballots and 75% have been mailed off. I won't name who hasn't mailed their ballot, but... Eli. <laughs> I know. But, we all know. Um, we all know. But Eli, he will. He will. You will. It's very important to him and he will. I know he will. <laughs> um, what are you doing your best at? Staying alive. Staying <laughs> As the Bee Gees once sang. Um... I don't know. I mean, I think I'm doing my best at sort of like just being present. Again, you know, like I'm trying yeah. to work on that the most. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like I like doing well at my job. And that, that was like, I really glossed over that in this yeah. podcast because we had to get to the, <laughs> to the insanity drama. of my day yesterday. Yeah. But... I really had a nice time on that set. And I will say like one thing that was like kind of like very um, nice for me and I like allowed myself to feel it, which is a rarity for me, as you know, for so many people, it's hard to like, it's hard to take a compliment. It's hard to like recognize whatever your own um, accomplishments I, I think that that's like a common, right? That's yeah, a, that's a, I think right? so. <clears throat> I really felt like, you know, I walked onto this set of it's I've never worked with any of these anybody before in the crew or the cast, you know. Right. And the crew, it, I mean, and obviously Sophia, but like the crew, it was it's really specific to the crew. Yeah, they were like very lovely to me in a way that was like. And and many of them said, like, it's so great to meet you. Like, I've been such a fan. Like, I'm a fan. Like, I've Aww. always loved everything you're in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I felt like I had 
reached this point in my career where I have, where I didn't have to like prove anything. Like I, they just, it was like, I had like immediately had respect walking into the set, which I am not going to lie to you. Literally, that's the first time I've ever felt that. And, but it was like, but also to be fair, I haven't like walked onto a lot of sets that aren't mine in the last, you know what I mean? Like, right. Because I've only been on this bitch, (laughs) just stealing focus. Um, But, you know, I've only been on our set on Girls 5 Eva. And before that, it was our talk show. That doesn't count. I I just mean like, so, so yeah. So, I mean, it has been like many years since I've done a right. job like this, right. but it was, it was like a real moment for me where I was like, oh, I actually have earned this yeah. thing Yeah, that is wild. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it felt so good and I actually allowed myself to like acknowledge it not to any, I'm acknowledging it. I'm telling you guys about yeah, it. Not yeah. like I, I didn't say to like, I didn't make a speech or something. I, but you, <laughs> you accepted it. I accepted it from every, like from the, from what I was like, the vibes I was like getting and from yeah. things that people were saying and like was, you know, like that's, I mean, obviously like that's so yeah. fucking nice. Thank you so much, whatever. So happy to be here. But I just mean like later on my yeah. own, like in my hotel room or whatever, I was like, huh, that's really cool. Like I've never had that experience before. And I, I'm like at a place in my career and my life where like I've really earned that. Like I really have worked so hard and like not everyone gets to be on, you know, an NBC television show at age 19 and then still working at age 43. Right. Like, right. That's not, it actually is a rare journey that I've been able to like sustain my career in all the ways that I've done it. And it just was like very, and, and, and some people were like a few of the younger crew members were like, I just love like your activism. I love what you stand for. Like, Uh, you know, it just felt like it was really nice. Like to be, I don't know, for me to feel, I always am like, you know, that's the constant battle. Like we, like I always am like, I'm the outsider. Right. Like my whole life. Right. But to finally just feel like, oh, I don't have, I don't have to like prove anything. I don't have to like, right, over-explain who I am or what I'm doing. Do you right. know what I mean? I just yeah. can fucking chill and like yeah. do my job, which I like to do. Yeah. Do you think it's that? Do you think it's that, that you had like earned respect or do you think people are different now than they were back then? Or do you think it's that like, I don't know, I'm interested. Do you think like people are more- It could just be like a really lovely crew. Yeah, I have no that's idea. True. That's Like true. it could just be a really great group of people. Like it's, yeah. um, you know, you never, I don't know. But it was yeah. just like, also because I'm not, you know, I'm not like going on to tons of sets and things, you know? And I, it just was like, it felt really, 
I don't know if like things have changed necessarily in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Just from like things I've heard from some people, you know? Yeah. Like, it seems like for, it's really dependent. Yeah. Some people in the industry are still getting banned from restaurants. Oh my God, motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God, I like, you guys, we haven't even talked about any celeb gossip and boy, boy, oh boy, has there been a bit of it. And we like don't even, I'm not even going to get into like the spiral of Kanye West. Like that's not even, I'm not interested. That's we've, we're very, this, this group, you guys, we're all very well versed now from thanks to our, our talk. We had a couple weeks ago on the rise of anti-Semitism and it's tied to white nationalism and what it all means and how we have to like actively fight against it. In, at every turn, in every way we can. I will say I did not post one of those tiles because I just was like, I was doing that ACLU thing yesterday and I like just like was like, couldn't, you know when you can't spend enough time to like really figure a thing out? Do you know what yeah. I mean? On yeah. on the internet? Yeah. yeah. For me, my rule is always like, I have to um, defer to just not doing it, not yeah. doing it. You yeah. know, like until I can like take the time to figure out what everybody's doing. Also, I just think like those, listen, here's what I think. No shade to anyone that shares a tile ever. Like I know people get very upset about those things sometimes, sometimes based on like the source of like who suggested doing it or it's not as well thought out as it should have been. I just think it's very easy easy and facile to share one of those tiles and then feel like you really did something. Uh And uh so I think for me, uh-huh. talking about it here on the podcast, sharing whatever you're going to wind up sharing in the future on social media that's like personal and true for you. You're the mother of two yeah. Jewish children. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think yes. that that's, you know, I think that I wouldn't worry about not posting the tile. That's what I'm, well, I guess Well, that was saying. also like, I had, obviously, you guys, we went through the day, we went through my day. It took fucking an hour and 45 minutes, but we got through it. <laughs> And, uh, and so in, at no part of, in that day, did you think that I have fucking time? I didn't even, I like didn't post anything yesterday at all. Like I had no fucking time. I was like literally putting together those shows, like those charity, like live shows sometimes is just, you know, you've done all weeds. Oh my God. You're never even like, we're starting to get into the weeds. It's all weeds. It's all weeds. You're like, (laughs) you literally have no idea. Like from the moment I arrived, until I left at 1030, it yeah. was like weeds, weed yeah. city, man. And like, <laughs> we weren't just, and not, not the good kind, not the kind not I like. Not the fun kind. No, it was just like, we were, I was just, Sarah and I were screaming, like, rewriting things, blah, 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 yeah. like whatever. It was just like a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what the fuck, James Corden? Just what, how hard is it to be nice to people in a fucking restaurant? What's wrong with this guy? I don't get it. And then he like apologized and was unbanned. But then he took it back and then he was banned again. And I guess now he's like- Taking it back is one of the craziest moves of all time. (gasps) Like that was to me where I was like, what is happening? I, I, it's really weird- I mean, listen, I don't know James Corden. I never met that guy. I've been uh, on the show. Yeah. And I'm sure he was fine. It was fine. I, I'm sure he was fine. Sure. Um, what 
maybe he was like took it back because he was annoyed that people were like making such a like like people were kind of enjoying you know the the cycle of gossip as we've talked about and you know and if you know it's not funny that if he was abusive to some servers and staff members at a restaurant that's not funny but it is a little funny, like, the publicness of, like, calling him out and banning him and then him apologizing and then taking it back. And, like, maybe he took it back because he was mad at, like, how much the internet was going on about it. I don't know. And then I feel like now, just today, Tuesday. Oh, God, there's an update? I feel like he admitted that he said some unsavory things. I think that's the quote. Um, but does he get to eat for free for the next 10 years. I don't, that's <laughs> because that was what the owner guys, just so right. you know, in case you're not familiar. Okay. <laughs> just real fast. I'm going to get Cliff's notes. Yeah. Cliff notes this story for you. The owner of this restaurant in New York, Balthazar posted a thing about how James Corden was banned from the restaurant for horrible behavior because he had berated two separate staff members on separate occasions. And that kind of abuse will not be tolerated at Balthazar, and he's no longer welcome in the restaurant. Right. Then what happened next is that Corden made some sort of apology. Then Balthazar guy was like, whose name is not Balthazar, by the way, but the right. guy that is the owner of Balthazar was like, okay, I'm unbanning James Corden. Right. Then James Corden was at like some sort of like photo call or something for a play that he's doing here in New York. Cause he's going to be here for like a while, I think doing some play. And the New York Times asked him about the incident in which he responded something to the effect of, I didn't do anything wrong. Right, I, right. It's, this is ridiculous. I right. didn't do anything wrong. To which then prompted the owner of Balthazar to do another incredibly lengthy post. Right. Detailed. At, with, with, ver with a lot of details of things the that were said. Because restaurant staffs like log all these incidents, correct? Like a, like a captain's log on a ship. By the way, I know as listen because I work <laughs> because I know so many chefs and so many people who work in restaurants, right? And like I have friends who are servers in cool places, right? And friends with general managers of restaurants. I know that when any fucking famous person comes in, they put it in the log. So by the way, if you don't think that I haven't been right. on my best fucking behavior, every fucking restaurant I've walked into right. since 1998, you're out of your damn mind. You will never, if anyone ever says that I was rude to someone in a restaurant, that's a that's just a lie. I, right. Because I am so, my, from my days in California Pizza Kitchen, right. acutely aware of like, anyway, and now, of course, with social media. Anyway, so then they have it, like, logged with details. The owner of the restaurant, is it the general manager or the owner? Maybe the general manager. Or the owner. No, I think it's the owner, right? Um, I, The owner, Keith McNally. Yeah, okay, it's the owner. Posts the details. <laughs> then takes it a step, step further. He's like, not only is he fucking banned, but I'm going to go a step further. He's banned. The ban is back. Oh he's no, God. he's not welcome at Balthazar unless he meets these conditions. Because he said he did nothing wrong in an interview, mm -hmm. and he said that uh, the issue is that he said he made a remark to a server because his wife had ordered. This is the most intriguing detail to me: an all egg yolk omelet 
And there were traces of white in the... What the fuck is an all-yolk omelet? I don't... I've never seen such a thing. I've but never then, even heard of it. At some point, I don't know if it was in the New York Times article, he said that his wife has a serious allergy, and that's why they were upset. Okay, let me but tell you But how could you be allergic? No. Are no. You, are people also, just allergic to whites? Also, I'm just going to say this. Take eggs off the table. Yeah, just you know to what be I mean? safe. If just you have safe. a really severe allergy to egg whites, but not the yolks, I think you can live without the yolks. I'm just going to say it. Emily's a vegan. She lives without eggs entirely. Like there, there are so many breakfast foods you can partake in that have <laughs> no egg. That's my piece on that. Because that just sounds not real to me. I'm sorry. Doesn't sound real. But anyway. It so might then be the guy, real, but so Whatever. Yeah. Fine. But so then the Balthazar guy says, band back. Put yeah. the band's back. Yeah. And here are the details. And here's what I'm going to say. He's banned unless he apologizes. And I'm going to take it a step further. If he personally apologizes to the two staff, staff members that he insulted and berated, right. he can eat for free for the next 10 years at Balthazar. Right. And so then I guess last night when you were falling down your stairs and when I was Damn celebrating it. my anniversary, James Corden, uh, during his monologue said, when you make a mistake, you've got to take responsibility. Oh, God, I have deja vu right now. Just no. FYI. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have deja vu. When you make a mistake, you've got to take responsibility, Corden said, in the opening of his CBS show that er aired early Tuesday morning. So that was just, I think this is his second apology now. Corden said he called McNally to talk it out and thought they had cleared the air privately. But he said at that point, the story was out there and people were upset. Um, he said, I love that restaurant. I love the staff there. And I hope I'm allowed in one day. So when I'm back in New York, I can go there and apologize in person, which is something I will absolutely do. So I guess he eats for free. I guess. I if, don't, he, if he apologizes in person. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. The timeline is wonky. The timeline's wonky. It's too, I just, I've never seen someone banned and unbanned so many times, um, over, over eggs or or anything else, and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm just. This I mean, is all to say bottom, you've you've never been banned from a restaurant. Well, for sure not. But I think that the bottom line for me is I really do question a person who, like, I have had shitty service. I have yeah. had shitty service. Yeah, and I've had I've even had. I've had waiters that seemed like fucking over my table from the get, you know? Right, right. And I've had, I've had food that has been wrong. And I've had, right. we've all had all of these experiences. I do not understand. I guess it is really a matter of maybe people, the divide between those who have worked in the service industry and those who have not. Because there is no part of me that even when I get like a fucking asshole server who is like a dick to me, well, that's also my, you know, right. that's also my, that's my own issues where I then I'm like, well, they're going to love me by the time we leave this goddamn restaurant. And you right. know what? Sometimes they do not. But I am always respectful and I would never be rude. Right. Right. I would never be rude. And also like, 
mistakes in the kitchen, like, aren't the server's fault. Even when people forget shit, I'm like, life is fucking hard. I forget stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, stuff gets messed up. Stuff gets messed up all the time. Life is hard. Not everything's fucking perfect. Not everything gets served to you on a silver fucking platter, fucking exactly the way you want it. Not a drop of egg white. Right. And you know what? Like, you got to know that about life and be like, chill. Especially when you have a hundred fucking million dollars. (laughs) You could probably get it. handed a fucking career that no one even knew who you were. You you could get a chicken that lays only yolks, maybe, with all of that money. Maybe. Here's an idea. Open your own fucking restaurant. <laughs> you have a hundred million dollars. <sighs> oh my goodness. Well, the saga, the saga rolls on. But you've never been been banned from a restaurant. Are you trying? I, you keep asking me this, like, as if you're going to pull something out, like, no, I'm no, on I Ellen, was, and you're like, guess what? Guess what? You actually yeah, were. You actually have. I was banned from a bar in New York City, Professor Tom's. <gasps> Why? What did you do? Because we, and listen, it was wrong. I'm not going to say I wasn't wrong, but we Ooh. held a Best Week Ever tweet up there when, oh, like, shit. Twitter. Yeah. And so... Professor Tom didn't tell them. No, no, no. They graciously allowed us to have it there, and there was a oh. big space, and so all of the cast members of Best Week Ever were mm-hmm. there. But as you know, Best Week Ever was a show that was really popular with uh, young people, you know, people in college or whatever. And um, this young man took a bus from really far away to come to the tweet up. And he wasn't allowed to enter the bar because he was 20 and not 21. And he, like, actually tweeted at us while we were having the tweet up, like, I can't fucking get into this thing. And I took a bus from really far away. I mean, in his, um, what's the opposite of in his defense? In his, uh, it not in his defense, he should have known if it was at a bar that he wouldn't be able to get in unless he was I mean, 21. I'm a little bit like, sir. Yeah, but also we were like, ugh, it's not that deep, whatever. So I won't say which one of the cast members, um, if you were a fan of that show, maybe you can. Someone snuck him in. They pulled him up over the balcony so that he wouldn't have to go because it had like a balcony. So they pulled, (laughs) they physically hauled him up over the balcony so that he could get into the upstairs tweet up. And uh, so that person was banned from Professor Tom's bar. Uh, I was banned because I was the organizer. And also um, Katie Mervaldis, who used to work for Tina Fey, uh, who worked at Best Week Ever, was also banned. And uh, she was so upset about it. I'll never forget how upset she was when she got the phone call from the bar saying that she was forever banned. Um, and I was like, Katie, like, who gives a shit? It's like a Red Sox bar in New York yeah, City. Literally. No one's ever, you know, like, we're never going back there. It's fine. But it just, like, hurt her heart in a way. 
uh, that I will never forget. I because kind of she, understand that. Some people really, really don't like being in trouble. Yeah. Some people yeah. Like, I don't like being in trouble no, either. I mean, it was like, I don't like being it in was trouble. actually one of my first adult things where I was like, oh, this is terrible. And then I was like, oh, who gives a fuck? Like, I'm never going back to that bar, whatever. And we did, we broke a rule. Like, you know, like, it, it, like a person broke a law. And, uh, and I guess technically as the organizers, Katie and I were responsible for like what that person did. And so it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, that bar is shut down and it doesn't exist anymore. So I guess lifetime ban, you know. Gone. Yeah, it's gone. gone. I'm no longer banned from anything. But well, I don't, that's the truth. I don't, I, not in my, I can't think of a place that I've ever been banned from that they let me know that I was banned from. <laughs> they just have your picture on the wall and they're like, listen, try I mean, to ice there might this be some places out. where they're like, there might be some places where people are like, I don't like her. She can't come in. But exactly. Like, I don't exactly. know. So anyway, RIP Professor Tom's RIP, my o- my only lifetime ban from any establishment. Busy, may you never be banned from anywhere. I mean, we're no, I'm working hard. <laughs> I mean, the only the only thing that I would ever hope would that would be that I I'm I'm given like you eat here for free. You don't yeah. your money's not good here. That's the only thing that would be acceptable to me. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's the th- if James Corden gets the 10 years of free I'm actually food. annoyed at that. I have yeah. to say I'm annoyed at that. And in fact, if I were him, I would say I don't I'm not I don't want the 10 years of free food. I'm not taking 10 years of free food. I have a over a hundred million dollars yeah. to my name, and uh, I should pay for my meals at Balthazar, and I should tip handily, a hundred percent on every bill. Um, but I think that was clever of the owner to be like, you know, because if it was like, say, it was me, and I had like a sour attitude, and I was not nice to the servers at Balthazar. And even if I had $100 million, I would still love free food. And so the owner would know that they had me over a barrel offering that and saying, but you have to like humble yourself and directly apologize to those people you had harmed. I'd be like, I wouldn't want to because I'd be an asshole for, you know, which is indicated by behaving badly in the first place, but then I would almost have to to get the free food, and so it's a it's a power move on the on on the part of the owner of Balthazar. But we'll see how it plays out. It's our most it's our most low stakes celebrity gossip. I feel like it, that's happening right now. I love a low stakes celeb goss. Yeah. That's like, that's all, we all need it right now. It's the, it's the chicken soup for our souls. I mean, it's the perfect, that is the perfect celeb goss. Let's Mm -hmm. just, you know, like just a, just a rich white guy being a dick in a restaurant, (laughs) you know, a guy who's like, I'm the friendliest man from over the pond. And then you're like, he's like, where the fuck are my wife's eggs? You know? And then like a dramatic restaurant owner who's like, oh, I'm going to air this all the fuck out on Instagram. I'm going to name names. Gina just farted. Was it Gina or was it Tuna? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) By the way, that is fucking ridiculous. Like as if. Okay. 
First of all, no, it was not me. But it like Gina is sitting like sat right down next to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the genius of having a pet is that you can blame any fart no, on a pet. Literally just farted. I'm telling you. <laughs> Everyone in my family always trying to blame farts on dogs, but that's like the further genius of having a child because a pet usually stays at home. It can only go certain places, but a baby, you can strap them onto you and you can blame any smell on them at any time, no matter where you are. Well, that's true. That is true. So next time you get food poisoning, borrow a baby and be like, I don't, I'm so sorry. I don't know what this baby ate. It's, it's not great. I'm not like, but you know me. I'm like not a person that obviously I'm like talking about it on the fucking podcast. I'm not a person who like has an issue with my bodily functions and talking about it. So that's all. The only reason why I'm saying that to you right now in this moment is like, we're on a fucking podcast. You can't even smell it. Why would I lie about Gina farting? I just wouldn't say anything at all. If it were me, if like, if like my fucking tuna breath came back I, w- I wouldn't even say a damn thing I would just be like you wouldn't know you wouldn't know I, re- I used to take a car home from watch what happens live every night because it was like past when the last train could like take you to Connecticut and one time this driver um was like oh, there's nothing bad there's nothing worse than a farty driver I'm sorry <laughs> he wasn't farty but like we went into like a skunk area like something had happened a skunk skunked I don't know if it got hit or whatever but he turned around to me and he was like that's a skunk <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like he definitely wanted me to know that he hadn't made that smell and I was like I didn't think that your farts could do animal scent impressions <laughs> like I know what a skunk smells like but I just think it's like it's one of those things that kind of like how you can never admit that someone woke you up when they call you on the phone and they're like did I wake you up and you always say no even though you're not making any sense and they clearly I always woke you say up. yes this is just where we're not on the same page like you're not I afraid like, to admit your vulnerabilities my no I'm not afraid to admit my humanness it's not a vulnerability to be fucking human I'm not afraid of like my inherent bodily functions. Well, you know? some people have a lot of work to do and I count myself in those I know, people. but like we got to do it, man. It's like literally <laughs> we are held. This is why so much of our society is so fucked because we're so fucking in, we're in these cages about the fact that we're just fucking human. And it's like, here's you're just human. We're just animals. Say. I am not ashamed to admit that I fart, but if I have farted, I don't want anyone to know that that's my fart in that moment. Okay. (laughs) I mean, okay. I I I just am like, but who cares? (laughs) Because it's so, like, it was inside you and then it's outside of you. And then if anyone smells it, it means that it's inside of them. And that is very intimate and very, and I just want to play Yeah, but you farted. I know. But then go somewhere else or grab a pillow (laughs) and fart into the pillow. Oh my god! You know, I, I'm saying have a fart I, pillow with you at all times. This is, maybe this is like when we eventually do Cam Kismet. Maybe this is something that we have to do, like a you know some type of session about coming to terms I mean, with your. I 
listen, if I fart in a bathroom stall, if I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I have a body. It does shit. I can't help it. It just is what it is. Also, guess what? It's real good looking sometimes. And it can do real sexy stuff too. But like it can make people feel good. Some but, people might think your farts are sexy. No, I that's I don't think so. I think they're pretty horrific. But <laughs> I you know, but like I'm just saying, like, I just have no, I have like really eliminated that part of my shame. I've had wow. I have had shame over being a person most of my life. Yeah. And like I think when I decided to get rid of it, I was like we're going all in or we're not doing this. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I think we're, it's, we're all I, in. I love that for you. Me too. I love that for you. Me too. And I want it for everyone. I really do. <laughs> because I do think like yesterday, literally so, someone, I won't say, but someone at the event, like before the event, a woman said something about her period yeah. and then apologized to a man that was standing nearby. And I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. He can know that you're bleeding through your fucking tampon. Who cares? Yeah. Send him to go get more. I just like, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we, we've held, this is like, it's uniquely, it's uniquely put upon women yes. in, in a way that it is not put upon men in the same way. Now, obviously some men I dated a secret pooper. Like some men <laughs> have their own issues around bodily functions, you For know, sure. because For of sure. their families of origin and how yeah. they were raised. All I'm saying is that those like balls of shame, like just in order for us to move forward, I'm not even kidding, with gender equality, we have to like strip ourselves of the shame of just being human beings. We just have to do it. I think you're right. All of us. I think you're right. And it's like, you do it in front of your kids, practice in your own home first, <laughs> if that's the easiest place for you to practice. Fart in a job interview. Well, I'm not saying that, but you can also like, <laughs> you can also like have a sense of decorum if yes. you, so like in an appropriate way, but like also, by the way, if you did happen to fucking fart in a job interview, I would be like, this is so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really have been, I've just like, I've been having some weird stuff and I ate this weird thing and I just farted and it smells and I'm, I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't affect our job interview. I'm really sorry. You know, like I apologize for farting in your office. I have some lavender hand sanitizer I carry with me for such an occasion. I'm going to spray it now. There you go. That's all you can do. Yeah. It's all you can do. <laughs> you know how you have your like, was it, or was it me? My butt rag for the seats, leather seats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like the same thing. Set a napkin like, down. Yeah. You're just like, listen. I have a body. My body does stuff sometimes without my consent. <laughs> I do the trick of pretending that I'm wiping crumbs off of the seat. When oh, that's I'm really your wiping trick. Yeah, butt sweat. Yeah. 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 Sometimes works. I, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like there's no food involved and then you're just like, yeah. And you then know. you're just like, you can't, you can't pretend. Although I probably would. I would be like, oh, there's crumbs on this seat, even though it was just imaginary food. Listen, I hope that everybody 
set their intentions, had a fucking moment with this new moon. Let's shed some shit. Let's write it down with the eclipse. It's all happening. Yeah. And like, I think I was thinking about when you said letting things go. I think sometimes letting things go sounds like scary to me, like Mm. letting things go. But I was also just thinking about just setting things down, you know, like just you can just set it down, letting it go makes it seem like it's going to float out into the universe never to be seen again and okay. you'll never get it back again if you wanted to get it back or like maybe it could hurt someone else by bumping into them out in the universe. Okay. Sometimes you can just set something down if your arms are full sure. and it's there and you can go back to it and you know it just set something down in a safe place until you decide what you want to do with it but you don't have to carry it the whole time. Oof, that's so good, though. That's so good. And really, like, I do mean that. Like, I I do mean that, like, sometimes you're not ready to let things go. Yeah. I think that's what you're, like, getting at. And especially, yeah. like, emotionally, sometimes you're not... You still have work to do around it. And, like, to operate under, like, the false pretense that you've let it go yeah. only kind of does a disservice to you and people around you because you're like, no, I let that thing go. I let right. that thing go, you <laughs> right. know, and then, and then like that thing rears its ugly head, like, however, whenever it does. And then people are like, okay, yeah, but you said you let that thing go. Right. And you're like, I t- actually did not. <laughs> but if you, if you could sort of transform it for yourself and others, which is like, I'm setting this thing down right now because I actually don't have the bandwidth yeah. to deal with it. I don't have the ability to like properly let it go. Then I think, yeah, you can return to it. You can pick it back up if you need to, but you might return to it and find that you can let it go. Right. Right. Guys, we're just doing the Lord's work here. And (laughs) (laughs) and what a fucking wild journey. I think I've really just had some kind of like, it's just been a wild day since my near-death experience at 11-11 last night. You're a different person. I am, you know? You're a changed I am. woman. I'm a changed fucking person. I almost didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, glad- it wasn't even close. Like, people who almost <laughs> die, like, actually, like, break their necks or get into, like, hor- horrific, inju- you know, accidents and, like, wake up in the hospital. And I literally just, like, floated head over heel, heels overhead yeah floated down my steps n- nary a scratch one scratch tiny little baby scratch it could have gone a different way but i'm so like glad it didn't really fucking could have i'm not uh, kidding you no joke yeah how many Does steps it, are there let's, let's we can count them and i'm it's like dee dee boo 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 and a half. Yeah, that's that's no Seven joke. Seven That's no joke. That's Wait, like... here's another picture I took of Bernie standing at the top of the steps so that you can understand how I also kicked one of the pumpkins went with me. Oh no. <laughs> I do want to say precious pumpkin. <laughs> it was not a precious pumpkin, but one of the pumpkins did go with me. Oh my uh, God. We no. tumbled together. And you have a fucking RIP <laughs> sign hanging on your railing for a Halloween decoration. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. 
had that. <laughs> Everybody like, would have just thought it was you were a decoration. Do you know what I'm doing my best at this week? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> just letting God take the wheel. <laughs> I'm a fucking I'm fucking Carrie Underwood and I am and I am just like Jesus take the wheel. I let Jesus take the wheel. Which by the way, someone had the funniest tweet and I can't remember who it is, so I can't credit them, but look it up where somebody was like, Don't give Jesus the wheel. Cars weren't invented back then. He'd be like, What the fuck is this? Also, but like also weirdly, Alex Edelman did that like bit that bit of his in the in the show last oh, night. Oh, is it Alex Edelman? Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> he do, he does that in his stand-up. He does yes, the yes. whole bit about yes. Jesus don't, take the wheel. Don't give Jesus the wheel. Yes, that must be what I was thinking of. Everything's Twitter to me now. It, things that I saw live, <sighs> everything, like I think everything was a tweet. But that's a genius joke that Alex Edelman has and you should check out his comedy. But he does like a whole, it's a whole extended yes, bit yeah, about whole that bit. song. Which yes. is also why I think maybe that maybe that was in my head when I just, <gasps> when I started falling and I was like, okay, Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. Woo. You know? Woo! And then... Thank God she did. <laughs> and she just carried wow. me gently. Well, I'm glad you didn't die because I love you and I'd be very sad oh God, today. I am so glad I didn't die. I would have been V-bummed. <laughs> it's a bummer. It would have been such a fucking bummer. And I would have like had to haunt that house. Which also like who has the time? No one. You know? No one. At that point, no one. I feel like you'd want to move on to new yes. things. But I'm yeah. just saying it would have been like, it was like, it wasn't my time. And so, you know. Yeah. Thank God. Um, and I'm just going to work on uh, not carrying so much, setting some things down, letting some things go. Yeah. And uh, really just watching my step. Yeah. Just take a minute. Just taking my time. I'm going to slow it take down. Take a minute at the top of every staircase. I'm going to take it. I'm going to slow it down. Take a breath and be like, how could the staircase kill me? Here we go. Here we go. Here (laughs) we go. (laughs) Well, guys, here we go. We love you so much. Thank you for hanging out with us. And thanks also. um, Just so many people are still listening back to the episode with Rabbi Sharon. I did shamelessly just plug it on Instagram today. Yeah. And I was uh, just like, you know what, guys? Guess what? It's it's still relevant, you know. Um, a lot of these podcasts that we do are ephemeral, and some of them, every once in a while, are timeless and relevant. And a few weeks later, we're all still talking about uh, the fucking shame that is anti-Semitism and how we we just can't stay quiet about it. No, we can't stay quiet about it. And I'm sorry, but Adidas, too fucking long. It took you too fucking long. I don't even care about like internally. We immediately start from fuck right. that. Right. Fuck that. Have some goddamn balls. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like have like a sense. Oh my God. So um, in my speech to Patty Smith, there was like a really incredible. Can I just, just give me one second so I can just pull yeah, it up because it's course. a, it's a quote of hers Yeah. and I want to read it here. And this is how we're going to end the show. Guys, you've stuck with us for so long <laughs> and, uh, and I'm asking you to hang in a little bit longer, almost like what P. 
people at that uh, fundraiser last night had to do. They just had to, <laughs> they had to hang in. They just had to hang in. Okay. For Patty Smith, <clears throat> politics is irrelevant. All of my activism is an extension of common sense, she said. It's obviously the right thing to do to fight for civil rights. It's not a matter of consideration or taste. Climate change, war, they really affect all people. So much of my efforts that are called political have just been toward the greater good. It's just an extension of common sense. That's it. That's it. You stand up for what's right because it is an extension of common sense, guys. We love you so much. And we know that you are with us in that way. And in all the ways, I mean, really, really, you're like, also give me like a fucking jokey marathon t-shirt. I'll wear it. I'll buy it. (laughs) Give me a fucking good margarita recipe. I'm in. Give me a butternut (laughs) squash soup. Yes. And, and we also, love that about you. and also, let me show up in ways I can. Let me speak up when I see injustice. Not be quiet around anyone concerning anti-Semitism, white nationalism, racism. It's fucking done, and 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 just craziness, just crazy fucking talk. Carrie Lake in Arizona is one fucking unhinged motherfucker, yeah. and it continues. Yeah. Horrible things being said against indigenous people, about indigenous people, about I mean, I'm truly we're at a we're at a this is a tipping point. This is yeah. the, it's not just crunch time. It is crunch time, but it's also a tipping point. Yeah. We're at a tipping point culturally. And so it's all of our jobs, the sane ones. Yeah. It's being your the fucking sane, country too. This is it. We're the sane ones and we get to fucking stand up and be as loud as these motherfuckers. And I'm going to be, I'm going to fucking hold up a sign on the fucking 405 motherfuckers. I mean, mine would just be like. I love Jewish people. What? Sure. But I love, yes. I love, I love Jewish all people. people. I love Jewish people. I love black people. I love whatever. You know, yes. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those signs. It's one yeah. of those like lame fucking signs. Well, but- it's one of those things where I think we get tripped up because all the shit we're saying is common sense. Common AKA, sense. It should go without saying. That's but we, correct. We have to fucking say it. I know. Well, apparently we do because the other side is just like. Also, and also like, I do think it's so funny. Did you see that Yashar posted a tweet, posted a tweet. What the fuck, Busy? I don't know how people speak anymore. (laughs) Did you see that Yashar like had a tweet sometime last week that was like, if, if, uh, you know, Jewish people only account for like 7% of the entire population, does it stand to reason that many people have never even met a Jewish person? And I was like, Yashar, are you listening to the fucking podcast or what? Right. <laughs> because oh it, it is like, you know, yeah. and so like if you're listening and you're one of those people who's like, I've never met a Jewish person. Well, now's your chance. You get to reach out. Have tea with someone as, Have tea. Have as tea. Rabbi Sharon told us get about. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Volunteer. 
Or if you can't do that, just what we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, diversify. Diversify that feed. Follow Rabbi Sharon. Yeah. Look at some of the beautiful sermons from Temple Ikar. Like just do, you know, literally do your own research. Yeah. (laughs) Seek out people who are not like yourselves so you can hear. Okay. I know I'm not a scholar. Yes. Can I, I want to say one more thing. One more thing. You can. We're our own bosses here. Because I had this thought. Yeah. And I don't know yet. I'll have to look it up. And if anyone out there is listening and is like a theology expert, a theologian. A theologian. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So given the information that we learned about my great-grandfather as a socialist Episcopal priest and his belief and a part of the movement of socialist priests at the turn of the century who really believed that these cities and the industrialization of the cities and the capitalist systems that were like coming in and taking power were antithetical to Christian values um, and really were in line with socialist values, right? And we know that like According to Reverend Barber, when I had that conversation with him, he was like, oh, yeah, the socialist priests were at the turn of the century were like really they were like on a on a vibe, man. And they like really had a mission. Right. Yeah. But the. Capitalists. And sort of like the Industrial Revolution, right, because that was like the late 1800s into the early 1900s. Is that right? It's actually called the American Industrial Revolution, sometimes Mm -hmm. referred to as the Second Industrial Revolution, began in the 1870s and continued through World War II. So I am right. That's what I'm talking about. The second, uh, whatever. Industrial Revolution. Industrial Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Um, Combined with like capitalism taking a foothold in the United States, ended up like squashing the socialist priests and their movement and you know obviously we've seen religion specifically christianity of all kinds co-opted by i mean honestly greed yes right and yes. i guess i.e fucking capitalism yes. right yes but if you really go back to scripture right like from a historic like if you're like actually a person who's looking at scripture yes the scripture does not reflect capitalist values does not reflect this hatred and the like casting people out and all that shit right 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 now here's what i (laughs) want Here's what, here was my theory or here was my idea. And I didn't know if this has like ever been written about or if it is a thing. I was thinking about, I was talking with Zoe Lister-Jones because we were like having a conversation about obviously what's happening in this world, what's happening with the rise in anti-Semitism and white nationalism. And we were just like also talking about the Jewish faith and Jewish people and community and the uh, like, all of the Jewish people that I, that I have in my life and certainly that I know and like have a real tie into what the 
scripture that they fought the Torah, like yeah. that it is about being equanimitable and being inclusive and bringing people in. And even as like Rabbi Sharon said, like taking the stories of like, oh wait, maybe she didn't say this on this, but I watched another one of like Cain and Abel and seeing where the lesson there is and like taking it as, and turning it into like a positive for humanity, right? Right. And so then I was like, Zoe and I were talking about this and I was like, it's interesting that Judaism hasn't, like modern Judaism in our country, like all still are able to like, modern Jews are able to like hold those things and that there hasn't been the movement like there has been in Christianity to like co-opt it by capitalism, right, et cetera. But then I realized that so much, so many, I mean, there were definitely um, Jewish communities in the United States before uh, the Second World War. Yeah. But really like the, gr- like the greatest influx of Jewish communities, I think, was after World War II into the United States. That makes sense. Which would mean that it's after the capitalism's already gotten its fucking claws into Christianity and the industrial revolution is basically over. Right. So value, like the values and like the core of the religion remained, was able to remain pure. Right. From the corruption of American capitalism and like fucking political bullshit. Well, American because, capitalism like, also accounts for the suspicion of all other people. Right. Because now everybody automatically feels like if they're not rich, it's because someone who is other is taking away from them. And if they are rich, they feel like they're in danger of but what is that from? It's not it's like it's not manifest destiny. What is that? <laughs> what is the idea that you're owed? a thing because you're just born in a place. Manifest destiny is not f- terribly far off. Manifest destiny is a phrase coined in 1845. It's the idea that the United States is destined by God. It's the, its advocates, the advocates of manifest destiny believed to expand its dominion and spread democracy and capitalism across the entire North American continent. Who boy. Wow manifest destiny y'all but that feels like it's co-opting yeah a religious like a christian like a christianity or like a like a christian religious yeah. like thing, that's right? the cover that's the cover for under which yes you know all these other things are happening yes. which we know to be true which you know is is that's what we're experiencing now so it's kind of wild because yeah um Christianity, the tenets of Christianity were never, never meant to cover so many no. of the things that are being done in its name. Right. I got to read my fucking great grandfather's book, by the way. I haven't done you it yet. You do. You haven't read it I yet. I know. Read it. I mean, when do I have time? Do you know what I mean? You know what you should do? You should, huh. um, like, who owns the rights to that book? Me. You should record an audio version of it. Oh my God, that's interesting. And then we can 
I don't know, put it somewhere. Maybe my aunt and my mom. I don't know who owns. I don't think they do. They have any other. They have a couple other cousins, I think. Okay. I'm sure everyone would give you permission, I feel like. I mean, we don't know. (laughs) We don't know. But we can't. We can't say. (laughs) Well, but that would be really cool to record it and put it out there for people to hear if they were interested. It's just all fascinating to me, like how all these things intersect and how, you know, you're just a person. Yeah. So many of us, so many, 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 many of us, most of us, in fact, the majority of us, the vast majority of us are just people fucking living our lives, trying our best, trying to do common people, trying to do, trying to do what we think is right and the best. And even common people can get led astray, truly, Mm -hmm. by ideology and indoctrination and and it really does take all of your critical thinking skills to be on all the time in this moment in history and it has like honestly it has always been that way but people really let their guards down yeah and here we fucking are did you see that girl's tweet with her dad who'd been indoctrinated into QAnon and oh god I don't think I did it's fucking fascinating it's just an email that her dad sent her that is wow like literal nonsense wow okay but you know and she's like responds like wow dad this is very interesting information thank you for letting me know a few questions you know and yeah like, asks him just like very not not being a dick not being right like you're fucking crazy just like here are some questions I have for you Right. Wow. Who has this information? If this is going, if this war is about to start, this civil war is about to start happening, why are no major news organizations reporting on it? Like what's, you know, just. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well, everybody, so many of you I know are like keeping up the good fight and you're keeping us posted. We appreciate you so much. It really is. It's crunch time. If you are able to vote early and securely. Oh, I'm going to vote early. Yeah. Do it. This week. And let us know. Let us know you voted. Vote. Vote early. Vote your vagina Vote them if you got them. Vote your boobs off. Vote your butts off. Vote your tits off, babies. Vote your dicks off. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So... We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.